0: parental discretion is advised
1: this show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us and IndieWrestling.network for your independent wrestling entertainment Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza production services by Sidekick Media Services and listeners like you supporting us at patreon.com Mayhem show The Wrestling Mayhem Show. Over 820 episodes. We've been talking about professionalized wrestling. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We're ready to talk wrestling with you as we do. It's the Tuesday night party, if you will. And we got a hell of a crew with us tonight. And very exciting because somebody's getting towed in front. Of, oh no, that's it. There and somebody's getting towed in front of the studio right now. Oh my god, that that they are not getting back to Florida because that's the place that they were that were on that car. So they're going to be very very sad, and we'll probably get a reaction shot in, in a while. There's a mysterious person there in that in that in that uh, I'm sorry, audio people, by the way. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's usually the way. But anyways, we do have with us first from Beacon, New York. He's the only Mayhemmer with a future endeavor letter from the WWE. He is mad, Mike. Oh yeah, Sorg. and I'm
0: wearing my Jurassic Valley t-shirt from Hawaii. Jurassic
1: Valley. Oh, yeah, that's right. You visited yeah, that Yeah, I went thing. to Jurassic Valley. It was yes, great. Yes, I love it. I but love it. Only got chased by three dinosaurs. Three dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Also with us from Riz Plays Games, the Riz. I'm wearing my orange shirt. <laughs> um, so you can see yes, him I'm at here. night.
2: Yes. It's very, very reflective <laughs> in my dark ass room here. Okay. Uh, but yeah. I, I really want to see the like I I want in the corner like when we, when we when we like do the post thing here sort. Mm-hmm. I want in the corner just the live shot of that of your angle of the car.
1: Well so wait, just... wait, wait, hold on a second. So we can do at least this um situation. So we'll do that. Oh wait, no, though. That would we'll do that nope. and then I'm, I'm so in the corner. Go. So now I can play by play things as it's going. You can see That's the car is being pulled the onto the flatbed right now and uh <laughs> <laughs> and then ducking out of the shot uh, first time on the show but not the first time in the studio yeah i was worried because like i didn't i'm like i didn't give her an address i'm like oh wait she has been here before and <laughs> emily fear is joining us now on the couch in the studio of the Great and glitter podcast uh and somebody who i follow i read all the time on twitter uh <laughs> Um, no, it was great to have you back in. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me back. It's cool to join this show. I think I was on twice uh, on the other show to talk about intergender wrestling. So it twice?
1: Did we do? Oh, you were on both panels.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: They, they all replay and they all mush in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I think
3: it was all the same people on both the panels. So. Right, because it was
1: Badger and Ziggy. <laughs> and Marcus and D. and yes yes uh so uh, those are great uh, and and so much has happened so oh no we were blocking a train with that situation out there <laughs> so <Most>. uh <laughs> well I mean what are you gonna do you know I, we're the last mile in Pittsburgh technically
0: he was blocking that train yes Florida
1: Florida was filing things up and they're gonna show up and I'm gonna see some confused people very very shortly I think so oh,
0: do you have a camera record Recording
1: on the uh, it is not actually. recording until I switch to this, which they'll see that we're okay. looking at them inside the screen, you know, inside inside here. Uh, on the screen that that I have set up as a monitor for Emily here, so that you can see <laughs> your beautiful faces out there, Internet land. But anyways, and you, you're here on such an exciting night.
3: I, <laughs> I didn't expect all this action and no. intrigue.
1: Welcome to Beachview. We have a taco stand mm-hmm. and free towing. Um, thank you, City of Pittsburgh. That's what I pay taxes for, apparently. Uh, but anyways. Um, <laughs> i'm just thinking i just in my head started thinking of a florida man headline for later please let me know florida man headlines for uh our current situation in front of the studio in the chat room and you're on all the chat florida, rooms. Uh, no sorry i got one already
0: hmm. florida man tries to escape fbi by parking in front of local podcast studio
1: there you go there you go and show title apparently uh <laughs> Anyways, um, this is the Wrestling Mayhem Show. You can check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You can hit us up at that email address. Good times, Good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com uh, or 412 206 WMS0. You can hit us up on all the social medias, including at Mayhem Show on the Twitter, and we are streaming live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And just double-check in here. Yes, and we are streaming. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, we uh, are make so. sure I'm not a liar, and we've just been talking to ourselves the whole time. But we are streaming live on the Wrestling Mayhem Show, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, on the Sorgatron Media Twitch page, and on the Indie wrestling.us Twitch and YouTube pages, and I think the Twitter as well. Uh, and we have the chat rooms for, I think, all but one of those. And we are experimenting, I understand, a little staticky or something but we have been playing with. We are uh, also streaming the audio to Twitter spaces if you would like to participate that way. So thank you everybody that is participating and in there and, and hanging out in all of these chat rooms. We do appreciate it. Um, and also, thank you to our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash Show. Thank you to our friends at the fan of the show level. Bo Diggity! Woo! as well as Ed Burke and Team Hammer Fist. At the Poppy Club level, Dave Ponder and Bobby F. J-Town. At the Pizza Club level, Doc Remedy and The Riz. Hi, Riz. That's you. Uh, and at the future (laughs) level Bradley and the mother of dragons Tina keys you guys can support the show too we throw some extra content every out there every once in a while or sometimes have calls up to action uh, to join us on the show as we did a couple weeks ago after the Vince McMahon retirement we invited everybody on I think on the Monday night show uh, to come and uh, uh, get their opinions uh, uh, heard there Uh, so you can uh, become part of that community at patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show and then thank you so much everybody that does continue to support support the show. So let's get into the news of the week. We touched a little bit on last night, but since we, we I mean and if you're missing it, uh, of course Monday Night is has, has returned to its old roots of recapping Monday Night Raw. Because it doesn't make us sad anymore. Right. <laughs> so, um, and, and I guess before I get it, I want to get into some some AEW news. But but since we do have some other voices here, I do want to. We should probably touch base on that too. Uh, so so Riz Emily, I mean, you've been regularly watching WWE since the 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 big changeover since Papa H got involved, and 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 and, and has the vibe been uh, different to you as well?
3: I still don't watch WWE. Okay. Uh, I have long had a habit of not watching D- WWE. Um, so I haven't broken that habit yet. <laughs> um, I'm giving it some time before I, I put a toe in. I watch a lot of other wrestling. Oh, yeah. So it's 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 so much more to add in if I'm going to to dive in there. And I'm not willing to do it kind of superficially. If I'm going to go in, I'm going to go all the way. Um Dude, watch... Can I
1: can I dedicate five hours of my life to this every week?
3: Exactly. <laughs> Am I gonna watch <laughs> Raw? Am I gonna watch SmackDown? Am I gonna watch NXT? Mm-hmm. I, and NXT is probably the only product in the last couple of years that I would have had any interest in. Right. And then they fucked mm-hmm. it all up.
1: And then yeah, and then it became this uh this uh paint splattered throw up the situation going on. Oh, oh that all right, out.
0: okay, okay. <laughs> there are as I've said before, I know you were, we're just on me. NXT. I know, I know. The I'm highs like, well, on NXT are very, very high. I, I literally played.
1: I feel bad. Hayes
0: is a is a wonder,
1: and I feel like, bad because I pointed over and literally Apollo Crews and Roderick Strong were the ones on the screen. Yeah, so it, I immediately yeah. regretted that yeah. comment. Yeah. It was a little extreme, but I got feelings. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, no, no, I I get it. No, I, I get it. So, but it's still like this is definitely not bringing me back yet. And we, we just put it on the studio just in case there's something of significance, like, you know, Dolph Ziggler shows up or something, right? That we need to talk about. Um, oh,
0: hold on, hold on. Dolph Ziggler showing up anywhere is not significant.
2: <laughs> you shut your mouth. Hey, hey, like, uh, I, will, I will. He's I already will. been oh. NXT champion. You didn't watch it then. <laughs> I
1: will Riz is a Dolph defender. What's up?
2: The the first, the first match I watched last night, and I will watch it over and over again, Mm -hmm. is a Chad Gable versus Dolph (laughs) Ziggler match. It worked. Yes, those two can like fight anytime, anywhere. Yes, and I will watch it.
1: I was talking with somebody on Twitter uh, earlier today. It said like dark horse match of the night was that one for sure. Really? Yeah, Yeah, because it was just. You like they mentioned him, Kent State wrestler, of course, Chad Gable, right? And they just like had a match, right? Like they just went at it for a little bit. I just there I,
2: wasn't a point. There wasn't a, no. Wasn't a point,
1: I don't know. No, there, it was
2: just a match. I love and it.
1: Was I love when I I love when amateur wrestlers just have an amateur ma- like semi you know semi shoot match yeah. you know for a little bit i loved when brock and Angle did it a little bit right mm-hmm. at mania one year i love that you know like it's just so like I, it brings it, it, it like you know it brings it back real again to me a little bit
3: right yeah like i, I don't want to completely i, I don't want to say that i'm completely out of the loop like i've seen a lot of the people who are still involved in wwe on their rosters because i watch i watch the royal rumble every year yeah because yeah. you kind of kind of have to well, it, Uh, And I check it on pay-per-views here and there. Um, We don't do a lot of WWE coverage on my show just because Mm -hmm. of how much Harley and I don't care about WWE. (laughs) And he used to do full-time coverage of NXT for the PW Torch, but then got burned out on doing that. And uh, so... Doing God's work. (laughs) After after he got burned out on that, then both of us were basically like, well, we stopped doing the ROH show because it was bumming us out. Why do we want to... We've started this new enterprise where we get to do whatever we want as long as it regards women's wrestling, Mm -hmm. so why do we want to focus on stuff that we're not that passionate about and we're forcing ourselves to do? And we kind of did here and there. Our early episodes featured coverage on various pay-per-views and matches amongst the women's division, but it just wasn't our thing and we were like Mm -hmm. we don't have to force ourselves to do this we'd rather dedicate that time and highlight um people in the indies and and promotions Mm -hmm. that don't have any of that kind of press right
1: nobody doesn't need us to talk about them. (laughs) we don't (laughs) they got sports (laughs) illustrated and espn right now (laughs) exactly we weren't we weren't filling a void (laughs) yes exactly and
3: and the thing is we couldn't talk about it great because we weren't covering it regularly yeah so we would talk about our two cents about it but it's like who cares what these two bozos are saying they don't watch it every week Mm -hmm. so yeah. Like my opinion's <laughs> of WWE take with a grain the grain the, no. the, the grainiest of salt.
1: Right. Right. And, and that's fine. Like I've been bad at like for, you know, I mean, I've been a dedicated WWE watcher since 1998 and, you know, had had watched WWF since the late 80s and this is the first time that I was like well, I guess the second time cuz technically in the 90s I fell out. And said, "Eh, I don't get it anymore. Or, all right, well, I was, I didn't have cable. Uh, So, it didn't make any sense. Um, And, uh, and it was just like, uh, this, this doesn't work for me. Again, right now, there's plenty else. why am I bothering with Monday night, right? Um, And these guys have been filling me in. Uh, (laughs) We watch pay-per-views and I love pay-per-views and it's fine, you know, so. Um, but no, I mean it's it's definitely been interesting. Obviously, as we've been, we've discussed, um, at least briefly last night, um, we are seeing comebacks. We are seeing Carrie and Cross and and Scarlet come back. We saw Dexter come back. Uh, Dakota Kai at SummerSlam. so um, there's definitely a squ- something of a writing of the ship even little things like supposedly the words wrestler and wrestling are no longer banned. Apparently the sh- the gunshot during Ricochet's entrance is gone. Uh, so <laughs> so like the imprint is there. Um, and and if you I, and I feel like and, and we, I mean I feel like this is something we've theorized for years, right mm-hmm. is like wait till triple H takes over. This will be the the way he wants it. We know we have a we have an outline of what he thinks wrestling is from NXT. You know that that was his I I, I believe his unfettered vision of professional wrestling in WWE.
3: Yeah, right. S- some of those takeovers I would stack up against any a- any mm-hmm. major pay per view.
1: Yeah, any Ring of Honor, any you know, even the stuff that us wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. wrestling marks geeks love, right? Like it was. There was nothing better than NXT for as much as Ring of Honor is amazing for how many years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but they really they really took all the good things that we were loving on the Indies and made it an awesome. Uh, I don't want to even say polished, but it, it was right. Um, but but it had a it had a really cool vibe to it. It was the anti culture to WWE, but you're still in WWE, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I, it was it was you know now. You know, as we talked about last night, we're definitely seeing those little things, even to the point where the parking lot is a dangerous place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, so we'll be talking, of course, more about that as we go. Uh, let me see if there's anything in the chat room. Uh, the announcers say fans and not WWE Universe, partner says. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Io Bailey, uh, EO, Bailey and Dakota back on Raw is very good. Mm-hmm um let's see what else we we, we didn't think it would be this soon right right and again what did what did i say like like when we're first dealing with the saudi shows the only ones they're going to bring back to bring down wwe is wwe yes right and it turns out I was almost right. Yeah. <laughs> so the only one's going to bring down Vince was Vince. Um, oh, and we have updates to our headlines. Florida man stranded in Pittsburgh still seeking Gator to wrestle. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody call Beast Man because we may have a service for him very soon. Uh, Florida man raided okay. by. though no, that's for something else. I'm trying not to continue the political thing. So uh, let's see. Oh, and it's everyone's favorite librarian who talks wrestling. Hey Hi. <laughs> um, Wait this bike <laughs> And, and uh, let's see uh, then so anyways uh, the, the big news, and we touched on it briefly last night, but I want to get a little little deeper into it now that we've seen a little bit more from it. Um, they was some um, um, hirings and um, shuffling a little bit at aew um, for I believe these were talent relation departments, correct? I'm pulling up the article now, so <laughs> bear with me a moment. But, uh, but uh, of course we talked about massive rain last night, which I think is a, well, and, and also massive rain still has storylines going on in impact wrestling. Yes. I was, I, I was watching last <laughs> week's episode today and I'm just like, and she's setting up for a at emergence uh, this Friday. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it'll be the last, I don't think she's winning the title. Uh, but
3: <laughs> Yeah. I don't think she's winning the title. Um, I, I was just telling my partner last night because uh, he was watching rampage from Friday Um. So we watched the Madison Rain, uh, Madison Rain versus Layla Gray match on Rampage, and I was commenting about how how cool it was to see Madison come into AEW and how the fact that they're going to use her in this like coaching role is is so cool and they they need it they need mm-hmm. someone with that veteran hand, and I think that she is underappreciated across the board, um, but you know what. It wasn't even a year ago that she had retired from wrestling.
1: I filmed her not, last independent match.
3: Yeah. Not just <laughs> retired from wrestling, retired from, not just retired from like actively like in ring wrestling, but like retired from commentary and, and on screen stuff and yes, was apparently yes. going to leave the business entirely. And I think that lasted like eight months. And then she's back wrestling. She More lasted, than ever. she
1: lasted <laughs> about half of Terry Funk. Yes. really yeah,
2: it's a, it's a <laughs> wrestling Avatar. retirement yes it's a
3: wrestling <laughs> retirement it's good to see that 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 women wrestlers are not immune to that anymore because honestly no. mm. a lot of times when women wrestlers retired they did not come back as actively as that and, and at
1: the time they retire at like 28 yeah you know which is always weird like it's weird um page talking about being retired accomplishing everything she wanted to already i'm like really yeah. right um, you were here when you were like 20 Right. It was. It, it and I know it's a different. It, it, the business, especially WWE, the business is different for women up there. Uh, it's getting more similar now. It feels, <laughs> but uh, but still, like um, it, it's just wild to think that yeah. you know.
3: Well, I just had a I had someone comment about um, age discrepancies in wrestling, still, especially amongst major promotions and how old various talent is. And I think you are seeing the age range for women wrestlers not necessarily uh, raise. From like this to this, but more like expand, because mm-hmm. um, it used to be like you know if you were a woman if you were a female and you were wrestling in WWE or anywhere and you were in your late twenties, you, the door, the window, the the room was starting to go dark for you. Like you were starting to like make it, your segue out it, yeah. in in Western wrestling. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and in major Japanese promotion as well too, but like in a lot of other areas you could continue wrestling indefinitely as long as you were healthy enough to do so. But I am seeing in the last like several years, um, a, a continuation of women being on the scene and women wrestlers, maybe especially as veterans, like maybe having retirement tours that go longer than a year and end up not really being retirement tours so much as like a (laughs) endless, pseudo retirement like mm-hmm. decade mm-hmm. so i think of people like lufisto who i think keeps saying that they're she's going to retire but she's i don't i don't know that i believe it because of <laughs> course again like mike said it's wrestling retirement like yes. you can't entirely trust a wrestling inti- retirement um but it's cool to see that women wrestlers are now doing that because male wrestlers did it for so long
1: it, 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 yeah exactly exactly it, it, there was you know it, and i think you, uh, i think mercedes Uh, Mm -hmm. Martinez, um, she's like a 20-year vet, I think. Uh, uh,
3: 22 years, I think. We just did a a spotlight episode on her not long ago. I think she's like 22 years into her career.
1: Wow. Serena Deeb, of course, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's good that there's like, I I, I, I hate to use the word elder statesman of, 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 you know, women's wrestling, but with the lack of a better idea. Um, but, uh, you know, because we, I I had commented, uh, a while ago about how, like, I looked at like the training scene, like say in Pittsburgh and, and, you know, how the women's, you know, that, that, problem with independent wrestling where we have one woman and we bring in somebody every once in a while. And mm-hmm. how many times have I seen Katie Arquette and, Cher, and, and Zoe Sky right. You know, in how many promotions across, how many States, right. Cause there's like five regular women between here and Ohio, oh. you know, <laughs> unfortunately. Right. And how are they going to grow and, and until they, you know, and, and become a thing. And it's, not, that's a whole thing. But then like you looked at the training scene and there were no women trainers mm-hmm. because no women, uh, I don't want to say stuck with it, but like did not stick around either. They went somewhere or they left wrestling because wrestling was probably a fucking shit show for them. You know, yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest knowing some of the promoters they probably had to deal with, you know? And so there wasn't like that ingrained, like now we have the Serena Deeb's and we have the, um, uh, Sarah Am- Amato's at, at, at perform center and things like that, at least on that level, you know, we do have some places like, I think it was Kennedy school has, um, uh, what's your name, Molly? Uh, Molly Holly, uh, as a part of that, or mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So, so, so like there, it's good to see more and more of those WWE, WWE vets not disappear, still in the training in those. But again, like I don't think we have a women's based trainer here in Pittsburgh, to my awareness, at any of the schools. And that's not a judgment in a school; it's just that's a situation. Um, yeah. So, but like, can you think of a women? A woman in Pittsburgh, vet. <laughs> that is, you know, I can think of a couple, Stacey Hunter, and it was was involved with Fight Underground, for instance. But not nobody regularly, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So, um, and and she was great, and she was a great mind for for helping helping the girls out that were a part of that, um, that project. So like like so, I mean, there needs to be, uh, like, that foundation building still needs to happen a little bit, right?
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, there needs to be. I, I mean, I think you made the point of like they need to like people need to stick around. Like I do think when you have a smaller pool of talent that is coming up, like you have like women and and non like cis dude wrestlers who are coming up. And once they make a name for themselves, they're under the kind of demand as wrestlers where their life as a trainer can't really begin until their demand as a wrestler goes down. Right. So they need to be in demand as much as in the instructional role as they are in the ring. And that's, that's not going to be outpaced for a while. Yeah. You know, you see these up-and-comers who start to get noticed at a regional level, at a national level. Mm-hmm. And what are they going to do? They're going to turn down that attention. They're going to get mm-hmm. they're going to get mm-hmm. more consistent mm-hmm. paid work that way for now than they would with the occasional training gig.
1: Exactly. They're either they're either okay enough to go somewhere else, or not okay enough that they just leave. And and there's just and then yeah, it's just there's this is not the pull to grow. Uh, let's go around to um uh, the rest of the AEW kind of lineup here, what they're doing here. Uh, and it's good that they're kind of solidifying these things. there's more there's there's more great minds that we've always talked about like you know when people get hired like like Mark Henry and Matt Hardy and guys like that over over Christian Cage they're not just there to be on TV like that's nice we can say hey there's some names and and people will come in and tune in mm-hmm. and hopefully stick around but like they're also bringing that experience with them uh, um, you got to think every one of those Paul White, all those guys are sitting there uh, 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 talking to the, the the private parties and the Jungle Boys and, and helping them get to the next level on, on a platform that they have. So, uh, so according to the press release that was posted by Tina, thank you. Uh, sorry, I didn't find it last night when I was tripping over myself as usual. Um, so these were upgrades for uh, Sanjay Dutt. He has been promoted to vice president of Pre- of production and creative coordination. Was good. He had a production role, I believe, with Impact Wrestling for mm. a bit. Oh, yeah. um, and he is—I have him to thank for some of the jobs that I've had. Uh, QT Marshall, who's obviously been—he's uh, been background for a while, because I know he's had contacts. It, I think—I think he was my contact when we almost shot a a, a vignette for them years ago um he's been promoted to vice president of show and creatives coordination pat buck which is the name that's going on. i think Pat Buck is a former wwe guy yes right he was the guy that feuded with tamina uh
0: not that's bit. oh really wait a minute what? no don't you remember that he was he was the wwe official that uh Nia oh, Jax okay the shit
1: out. yeah uh he got promoted to vice president of talent development um, it's Tony Schiavone is a senior producer and special advisor to talent mm-hmm. uh, and of course Madison Rain is um, coach in the women's division and uh, so I, and also so and, and obviously they're throwing her in with Jade which as I talked about last thing is a great teaching moment for jade again mm-hmm. the ring with somebody mm-hmm. like madison um and she also they also throw on commentary so I saw wa- i was watching the special episode today from thursday that they dropped of dark oh, yeah. and she was on commentary for that to introduce her because they were in columbus so. makes sense she
3: yeah. th- she did commentary for impact for for a while and she got pretty darn good at it she
1: did she did um uh, so so I think that's great. I, I think shoring that up and that will make AEW a stronger product. All, all the, all the kind of production, wrestling story kind of holes. Hopefully, I mean it's it's never going to be perfect. Like, let's be honest, it's still a young company figuring it out its way. Re-
2: rest, wrestling is never <laughs>
1: wrestling <laughs> is never perfect. Like, yes,
2: like, here, like we can Underground came so- pretty close.
1: Nope, not wrong, not not wrong. <laughs> but also, but also, lots of post production and a yeah. killer killer writing room, right? Without like, a like, know what?
2: I'm saying maybe, that.
0: maybe wrestling could go a lot of post-production. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a TV show.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: you yeah, still have it, a live uh, crowd there. like. Well, when you think about it, uh, Lucha Underground was post-production. MoW is a post-production mm-hmm. show. Uh, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor has been a post-production show yeah. for network TV, wrestling so it kind of had a X different... A wrestling Society <laughs> X, thank you for that.
3: Wow. <laughs> Uh-huh. W- women of wrestling. Um, wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, women? women
1: of wrestling. Right. Oh, wow. all all five of us who that. I thought you were like. Yeah. Wh- I thought you were like. Wow, they brought up yeah. Wrestling Society X.
3: <laughs> no, are we gonna yeah. talk Wrestling Society X?
1: <laughs> Listen, you're talking to two oh. people on this call who own the DVD set and watched it together. Mm-hmm.
3: Cannot make that claim. <laughs> I cannot make that claim, but I I can't say that I've seen and red, red more than i've seen i know right it's, <laughs> who
1: did, it's I, a, who did it's I run into
0: honestly it, it's an experience uh there might be one dvd set left
1: i think yeah, there, were there were three yeah, we, yeah there were like three on amazon and we bought two
0: because
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it was because. really because
0: we kind of made the snap decision during a podcast like like, are we doing this? Are we buy? Are we both buying <laughs> that? it, like buy it? It was like 20, twenty bucks. It was twenty bucks. It was a good deal. It was like five discs. I was just like, yeah. And, and, this is to be been... sure. Wasn't this? Wasn't this during the first summer of COVID? I'm sure didn't it was. We, have, we were really looking. We have looking, nothing we, else.
1: To we do? were really looking for things to do. That's
3: a, that's yes. a quarantine desperation move.
1: Right <laughs> oh, there. It uh-huh. oh, it was. Oh, it was. That
0: was that was our baking bread. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. That was <laughs> <a> baking <laughs> bread.
1: Yeah, what, what was the bread? Oh, it was it was it was a wrestling special. Sourdough X. Sour no, wrestling sourdough. Sourdough. Wrestling X sourdough. There you go. Yeah. Wrestling sourdough X. <laughs> um show and title. And then and then um,
0: and then remember when I found the the bonus feature sorger?
1: Oh, they got weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the bonus features got Real weird on the DVD.
1: Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Uh, I really need to move on here before we just lose complete um, um, uh, uh, line Look, of right. this thing. Let's see. Yeah. Wrestling Sourdough X and Captured. Oh, uh, <laughs> anyways, if you like wrestling, if you like seeing people before they get wet on your TV, if you want to see some some compilations of people on your TV, we have a couple of those over there at indie wrestling.us Including, uh, you know, hey, some guy that looks sort of like Ezekiel and Elias. We got a best of him over there. Uh, Shane Taylor. Is it Elrod? It might you be. have the best of Elrod? Uh, maybe it was Ben Elrod this whole time. Maybe we never talked <gasps> to Elias. Wait, wait, does the L stand for Logan? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Or Logan, Logan, Logan Shilo's the fourth Shula. brother. I'm not sure anymore, okay? I'm. I thought I knew the guy. And apparently not. Uh, but we got a lot of stuff in there. You can do your research <laughs> as well over at IndieWrestling.us. Uh, between that, we got VODs, digital downloads, DVDs, and, of course, uh, the membership of Indie Wrestling Network and the uh, ringside members over at the wrestling.us YouTube page. You can check out all kinds of stuff, um, including um, monthly shows or, or regular shows, I'm going to say monthly because not all of them are monthly, our friends at Victory Championship Wrestling featuring Beastman, Rise Wrestling that's going to be returning here in Baldwin here at the beginning of September. September um again. You know I love when the Pittsburgh shows are happening. Uh, our friends at Prospect Pro Wrestling. I got two more matches to edit from this past weekend. It's been an awesome show. It's, they haven't had a show since May, and I'm so glad to have them back. Uh, run by the great Marshall Gambino over there. And uh, and uh, who, am who am I forgetting? RWA. Oh my God! Right. Renegade Wrestling Alliance with the Rock and Roll Express coming up this month. Holy crap! Yes. I'm uh, I'm attempting to book one of their opponents on the show to talk about that. Uh, so, um, and that's looking very good right now. So look forward to that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so, so much happening there. And also if you were on the network or over on the Ringside members, we do have, um, it, is, it is of course available still on his uh, Twitch page, but we have the, let's call it the final cut of mv young's barbecue uh backyard barbecue uh <laughs> <laughs> as, as two as three of us here have experienced how that went and why that is so um what are you talking about it's great Yeah, it was great yeah yeah it was great it was fine it was, it was fine great.
2: i'm just hanging off the freaking balcony, freaking the awning my favorite part <laughs> save
1: my favorite part, and we'll just talk about that for a moment here, and get out of the ad. But my favorite part is when Marcus. There's because I'm like I put a shot on the on the on the announcers in case something goes wrong, and it did. Uh, <laughs> so I do this at MMA now. I do this for wrestling. It's something we started over at Warrior just because we sometimes we need to fill time if they're like still pulling a raffle or something right for the pay per view, and you see, and I'm set up right behind them. And, and and they're just like, Yeah, you know, just a little bit of rain here, it's no big deal, we'll get the matches going. And me- meanwhile, I am freaking out in the background trying to p- pull down the the, <laughs> the tent that's gonna blow away over the my twenty thousand dollars of equipment to run the show. Uh so um it's the it's my Benny somebody put Benny Hill music over that, please. Um so <laughs> and uh but, but no there's literally stuff other than other than fixing some of the stuff because of this producing in a thunderstorm um you also there, there there's a the bar fight is included that nobody got to see unless you were there in person so we did film that after we found well we we caught up with it at least because <laughs> they're like so, they're, they're like so they're fighting in the bar oh, what's that is, is there a movement for hashtag restore the bar fight cut restore the bar fight cut well that is the bar fight cut that's what's on there that's what's on okay. the network this one on vod um but uh, it'll be on youtube eventually uh but, uh but uh yeah it was literally like they're doing a they're doing a fight in the bar and i just looked at both the camera guys i'm like go fucking shoot it <laughs> get in there <laughs> And this was,
2: like, in the middle of the giant storm. Yes.
1: Meanwhile, I'm still trying to cover tarp things out and everything. I may have literally had to buy a new laptop because of that day. uh, Because it quit on me over the weekend. Yeah, man, the MacBook went over the weekend. It just stopped working. Didn't say water damage, but you never know, you know. Um, But anyways. uh, But... (laughs) so uh but it i mean was,
2: uh, above all else work that was a really good show
1: that was a really that was a really good show when i got to sit down and not be concerned about everything that <laughs> was a really good show to enjoy uh, uh emily you were there with a cookie table mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> So, you know, bringing the pure Pittsburgh-ness uh, of it. It's a
2: barbecue. It
1: was a barbecue, it's exactly. cookies
3: at a cookie table. Mm-hmm. I, it was a joke that we made on Twitter, and then my friend Nicole uh, took it, t- t- I, w- I won't say took it seriously, but like said we should do it and mm-hmm. if it hadn't been for nicole's encouragement i probably would have just dropped the joke but we're like <laughs> when she was in i was like okay as long as people don't expect me to actually bake these cookies right
1: right right, right. Um, We say they're giant eagle or something i they? got
3: giant eagles <laughs> she got a bunch of aldi ones uh, it was great uh we had wrestlers taking cookies from us we, i was i at certain points that i was worried that uh, they enough weren't like going i was circulating the crowd like <laughs> handing them out and i got some weird looks but like for the most part people People took a free cookie. Uh, yeah, I,
1: I think there is concern about taking a cookie in the middle of New Ken. I mean, I, I promised
3: people that there weren't drugs on them. I was like, I handed one to a baby. So, like, please, <laughs> not, there's not. Here, the baby will take <laughs> it. So it should be, it's
1: fine, you right? you don't
3: have drugs. Look, a baby's eating one. <laughs> I wouldn't give drugs to a baby.
1: You know, I've fallen for that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you lived in the Bronx. I'm sure there's, there's... There, there are, there are
0: babies with way higher BACs than I've ever had. In the
1: world, so <laughs> there you go. I
3: mean, to be fair, if anyone had gone to a previous like MBEs, like one of his club parties and the backyard shows uh, at one of them, there was a very lovely couple from out in like a rural area who grew wild uh Plants and mm-hmm. had put those mm-hmm. plants into brownies, and then were giving the brownies to people with full and infor- information. Oh, okay. They were not tricky. I mean, people. I mean. Yes. So, if somebody mm-hmm. had been there and experienced that, and then it had good. been offered a cookie, I can understand that they were might be a little skeptical. Good but as
1: I... as somebody who had a really bad gathering experience one time. Uh, <laughs> that is that is good. To hear. Oregano and brownies just sounds. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Olive oil and oregano and brownies. I was popcorn. thinking chocolate. I was, uh,
1: chocolate I was
3: thinking like mint, maybe a little bit of mint. And oh,
1: mint and
2: chocolate, yeah. Mm.
3: It was definitely uh, not mint.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, so Potter's saying, like, as you're going around, apparently the, co- the comment should be trust me, the cookie is good, but not that good. Wink.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giant eagle. You know? yeah, exactly. It's a yeah. quality.
1: Not smiley cookies, though. They were not uh,
3: smiley cookies. Sorry, I don't have that kind of money. No, smiley <laughs> cookies are getting like a dozen smiley cookies is like sixteen dollars. Yeah, now.
1: it's ridiculous.
3: I don't have that kind. I, of I money.
1: get the take. They have a drive-through down, like literally down the hill here. So we've been picking up lately, and they they, they put it It was actually a fresh smiley cookie. It didn't feel like it had been sitting out for three days. Ooh. So oh yeah, I'm just like oh, what is this magic what? in my mouth? Fresh, <laughs> fresh, fresh from the park and eat, Sork? Oh God, <laughs> thank you. Oh. <laughs> Can you tell who's not the Pittsburgher in here? Ah, uh-huh. I just followed. Rander. Wait,
2: Carnegie. You know,
1: <laughs> it's, it's not even right. It's not even right. See? Yeah, Carnegie, it. you're on the line. Tell <laughs> the people that live there. Um, so, <laughs> damn it. I really Any wish. Us I really wish the wrestling show we were working on before COVID panned out. Because we were going to put it in Car- Carnegie. And I would have had to say it at least once a month, and and so and the Carnage and Carnegie, yeah, actually that's that'd be a great name.
3: Carnage and Carnegie actually does have a better ring when you say it the way that we say Carnegie.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 it, it hurts my soul. I know it does. Well, it
3: hurts my soul. That's not <laughs> even the worst right, That's not even the worst of our of our isms around here. What about North for sales? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. i'm listen i'm gonna have my i've <laughs> never just, heard that one that's, yo that's oh, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah it's
3: spelled it's spelled like versailles but it's yep. north for sales yep. don't well do, i mean dare are to granted, Frenchify
0: it granted new york is weird too we have houston and Houston. so i mean i, I get it but yeah yeah,
2: yeah that's kind of weird <laughs> we <have so laughs> at many, least that's a strange <laughs> street
1: we have so many french names for streets that we're like how do you say that and people on the street disagree I was just like, okay.
2: Can we so.
3: all agree that Worcester, Massachusetts, spelled the way it's spelled, is not okay, and yes. should be mm-hmm. either changed did, did, or outlawed?
0: Did, yeah. did. Al- although it, it gave me one of my favorite memes of the pandemic. Um, it was uh, in Boston, we're telling everyone to get their Borchester shot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs>
2: Anyways, I, I, I'm. I'm just gonna. Uh, yeah.
1: This was my I'm... this was my long way around to say you have a podcast I want to talk about.
2: <laughs> I don't. I want to talk about <laughs> booster shots.
0: Booster, get your booster.
1: Well, we kind of went off the rails, but you know that's the show. The inspiration... Again, it's not the wrestling well organized And I love Alex. Alex in in SoCal. Saying "Yin," given me a "Yin's" better not mispronounce Carnegie. <laughs> so, I do not mispronounce. Car- okay, okay Carnegie. Long Beach. Uh, <laughs> no, no, sorry, that's Lung Beach. <laughs> I'm from the oh. Lung Beach.
0: <laughs> that's why they just call it LB.
1: Do you go off on these kind of tangents on your podcast? Oh, have you listened? <laughs> to- <laughs>
3: yes, I have. Have you listened to our podcast? <laughs> yes, I have. Our our latest episode. <laughs> No, this one we stayed fairly on topic. The, the episode before, which I'm now blanking on what we talked about, we it was Tangent City.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's just a that's just the mark of a podcast that does not take itself too seriously. We, we to its own you know success.
3: We definitely do not want to take ourselves absolutely seriously. I'm a big I I, I follow a local podcast um, that's produced in Pittsburgh, and I, I love them. One of my favorite podcasts, um, and. Something that they repeat a lot is like, being fun is better than knowing things. And like- (laughs) I love that. I "I love
1: that. Can we do that as a (laughs) t-shirt? Oh, wow. Once (laughs) you open
3: your mind to that, it's like, oh my gosh, it's so much better to be fun than to know things. Like, knowing things is great. Like, I'm a librarian. I, I know lots of things. But I don't care about knowing things. I would rather just have fun and have fun with other people who are having fun. Once you embrace that as a mindset, it's amazing
1: that's that's yeah. great yeah. I, I, think that's one, thing, I think that's our one i think that's our unknown creed of this show the whole time <laughs> so yeah.
0: actually so. along the same lines one thing i've always just described myself as the smartest dumbass you'll ever meet and the dumbest smart ass you'll ever meet that checks out
1: time. that checks out you have about mm-hmm. 10 years of yeah. proof for that yeah, uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> i think my tag on twitter is still like just a nice dummy because like, I, <laughs> I don't want anyone to expect anything more than
2: that <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy. Uh Alex number two from uh SoCal. Uh <laughs> the only thing to do in Long Island is su Sucal. Yes. Kale. Is uh stay on the boat in a haunted in a haunted room on so said cool. boat. What in the haunted? Is it haunted? Haunted boat? I don't know if that's on purpose haunted? or a typo anymore. The way I don't know if it's anybody's talking boat? right anymore or just fucking with me. Um you're in a
2: haunted boat? I just,
1: yeah, that's like, what I heard. I, I really... wanna know tell me more. Um yeah.
2: Can I get the locals get call it shit. Or something? Or?
1: <laughs> this one we stayed fairly on topic is a high bar, uh, bar to achieve. Kudos.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I want you guys to try out some of the tribal town names here. Oh, no. We, well, we got some of those here, too. Because remember, we got the French stuff, and then we have the um, it, a lot of the 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 well,
0: by the time
1: Sword finally
0: realized how to
1: pronounce Poughkeepsie, I moved. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah.
0: it is true
1: <laughs> i had notes on how to say finn balor for a while on my monitor <laughs> when and, he, first and asuka 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 was a big yeah. problem for me because i've read a mm-hmm. lot of uh i have read yeah i've read a lot of comic books with japanese names and i definitely were not saying them right in my head for okay. a while
3: this is actually okay i gotta ask this question how are you dealing with Kunasuke? Takeshita,
1: Takeshita.
0: what's oh, the oh, pronunciation easy
1: easy I asked Matt Carlin <laughs> <laughs> my,
0: my favorite thing was we had our Mayhem Mania mm-hmm. and we had an eight man <laughs> New Japan tag team. and
1: we had Chad saying it every week <laughs> oh that was my
0: favorite thing in the world I almost booked it again after it got <laughs> we- Canceled just so Chad would have to say all the And names or
1: again. we book an expert when we were doing Lucha Underground, Garza down in El Paso was helping us with the names. Nice. And I think some of the chants probably too, right? So mm-hmm. um, I I
0: didn't know what culero meant until we had Garza come
1: up. Yes. So I mean that like we just defer to the experts because we know. We it's do really not know, amazing. and please help us. So <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's a really good credo. I was—we um, ran a scavenger hunt last week at my library. Um, that was like a week long, like several, like hundred plus missions for these teams to complete, and one of which was they had to identify the framed portrait that's sitting on my desk, and. So I had at least seven or eight different teams correctly identify and somewhat correctly pronounce the name Hiromu Takahashi. Because <laughs> yes. I do have a framed picture of Hiromu Takahashi on my work desk. As you do. You, I referred to it when people asked previous to actually having a child. I referred to it as, oh, that's my son. Um, but <laughs> now that I have a biological child, I have to, I have to come up with a different term.
1: Is he the adopted son or
3: a uh, spiritual cousin?
1: Uh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're working on it. We're workshopping it. We're workshopping. But they told me I could put any missions on the on the scavenger hunt. And we beated as many as we could get because the response was so tremendous that I was just like, all right, Hiroba's going on the mission on the hunt. They have to identify him. They had to figure out who he is.
1: Oh man. Um oh oh there's rumor mongering in the chat room right now. I'm not gonna get into that, except for the one where the M and WMS stands for multicultural. That is not <laughs> I wanna say that is not accomplished on a weekly basis, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh we, we we try. We try. That's all that's all we can do. Um tuta to lip? Tula lip. Tula lip. What? Tula lip. Tula lip. I d- I think oh no, she's dropping some names. She's Oh' I'm, Itzuquas, not, I'm not even <rectioncü matéri> trying those nope nope
3: i am
2: I'm glad I'm on the twitch and on on facebook
0: oh you you think that's bad uh you should look up some some cities in Hawaii
2: oh yeah, I don't know how to pronounce them oh yeah, no, lots of vowels,
1: lots of uh they
2: they have a smaller alphabet it's like I will go to there, but I will not say the word. I have no idea how to say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, um um so so you so so Great Glitter it, it uh, is a focus on women's wrestling for the most part, right? Yeah, for the okay. most part.
3: Well, we um since even our earliest days, we uh we span women's wrestling, but we also include like a focus on like non-cis male wrestlers mm-hmm. and um queer wrestling throughout like the the globe. So like Whatever doesn't qualify is like two dudes wrestling is something that might be on <laughs> our map, and honestly, we even talk about dudes too. Like it just depends. Yeah, but
1: well, you, you start at a certain point, but you can wander. Exactly. You You're I'm not like focus dead. us on women's wrestling, yes. and we
3: spiral out that from there. But we really <laughs> have, from the very beginning, tried to dedicate a lot of time and space to just wrestlers of marginalized identities mm-hmm. in general.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Um, and how long have you been doing the show?
3: Um, we, in 2018, in April of 2018, I started working with Harley on what was to- called Talking Honor. Mm-hmm. And it was an ROH dedicated podcast to the PW Torch. Great. So we were weekly doing weekly coverage on ROH TV, on the yeah. pay-per-views, et cetera. I
1: think you were still doing it when you were on the show before, for, uh, the panel, the Indie Mayhem show panel. Probably.
3: Probably. Yeah. And uh, honestly, probably the last time I was here was like right before we switched mm-hmm. because lay like late in the summer of 2019 in August of 2019, we were just so burned out on ring of honor at that Mm -hmm. state. Mm -hmm. Um, They had just really decimated whatever progress they had made with their women's division and women's wrestling was both like a passion of me and Harley. Um, they had it was, was that
1: around the kelly insane. klein controversies that were happening
3: we switched to our grit and glitter right before that that okay. went down so maybe like a month and a half before all of that went down
1: right because we, we we were working along with her in angel gate at the time when like mm-hmm. there was like multiple things going on uh, unfortunately with her so yeah we uh, talked
3: was, to her right before she won the belt the first time mm-hmm. um we had an interview with her when we were still talking on her and then yeah everything went down and it sucked because i i had heard only amazing things about kelly Mm -hmm. and i know that a lot of the stuff that came out intertwined with controversies and around like jerry mercury and all the other stuff that was happening with roh it just really blew up and we were glad to not be covering roh during that time because we could we could think about it and talk about it a little bit but we didn't have to like devote a ton of time to yeah
1: yeah which if you were already burnt out and depressed on it that by then that would have really set you off right yeah exactly (laughs) i mean
3: we i really enjoyed covering roh for a lot of reasons we got to like know a bunch of people over there that you know in various ways um Mm -hmm. we were reached out to by people behind the scenes there in in who were fabulous help and so no bad blood there. We even did start covering ROH on Great and Glitter when they brought back their women's division mm-hmm. and brought, and like reintroduced the belt and had the tournament last summer and mm-hmm. things were like looking really promising and we were really <laughs> excited and then kaboom.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 the, the shutdown basically, yeah, right? Exactly. So, so Yeah, and that's and that's in you know Ring of Honor was always a bright spot for me. I'd been following going to shows. I think Mike I think I went with my first show with Mike at the Hammerstein in 2007 so that was kind of a high bar so yeah, um, and, uh, and 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 it was always the one where it was like oh they're coming to town I haven't been watching the program because it's a little hard you know it's, it's, it's tough to swallow and I, but I understand why because it was network television right um, but it was just like oh they're coming here I'm going I'm going to have fun I know that right until the last one that they had because so, it was like really like there's nobody here and what's going on and who's left and what's happening I don't get this
3: I don't remember exactly the last ROH TV taping I went to, Uh, maybe the one in May of 2019 when we went to Chicago for one of the last dates on the War of the Worlds tour. Mm -hmm. And it was, it remains the worst wrestling show I've ever been to because it was epically long. It was it dragged yeah. insane. It was
1: it was for TV they were doing. It was for TV, yeah. so the TV
3: tapings are always long, but this one I had been to a couple. I had been to several TV tapings at this point, and this one was long by that standard. Were it you... was in this like amphitheater, big uh, sports complex outside of Chicago, um, and they had not filled it even to a fourth. So yeah. it just felt yeah. cavernous and empty, and it was depressing in all the worst soul sucking ways and then we are just there for hours.
1: So just so you you did you attend the uh six episode taping at Ross River Ice Gardens in the winter? No. The the we infamous the infamous night where I think Jim Cornette quit. Uh and they had a Colt cabana Steve Carino street fight, which seems to happen every time I had taping it seems um <laughs> Because it happened in in Philly when we were filming Montreal Theory and and Steve Carino kept coming in like in several states of wardrobe because of it. Uh, so it's really funny to watch. And uh, but that was that was that. Uh Carino went to the hospital because like it was so cold when he got thrown on the guardrail, it didn't bend in give or any. So like he got really messed up. Um a future Elias was on the security team, I remember, because we we're excited that he was he was getting a little bit of TV time little did we know what was happening going to happen soon but uh at the time but it was yeah it was so it was so bad (laughs) it was like it was like this is miserable i
3: mean i went to tv tapings that were so much fun Mm -hmm. like my first real wrestling show like my first like actual like real wrestling show not just like wrestling that was happening on happened to be happening around where i was like my first dedicated wrestling show was an roh tv taping in april of 2018 and Mm. like it was a blast. And then it only got better from there until it like got really bad. But yeah, yeah. well, we went to Madison square garden. We went to that show. Nice. Like I cried in the stands when like Kota Bushi won. Like I, I like had moments of that show, but I also had like moments where I was like, this is the beginning of a bad period for ROH yeah, because yeah. that MSG show solidified two things that do Japan could do no wrong Especially if they had to carry r o h, which they were totally doing mm-hmm. in that m s g show mm-hmm. it was it was the best of times and worst of times, <laughs> and then we went to the TV <laughs> taping right after that in Pittsburgh the weekend later, and it was fine and fun, and we mm-hmm. benefited from I don't know if anyone went to the if anyone listening or went to any of those TV tapings at stage a e but they were really fun oh yeah like oh yeah we were in great sections every time we got in like the front sections the people were all really sociable like we had a blast mm-hmm. even if the matches or the cards weren't that amazing like we had a good time and mm-hmm. they kept pace yeah but by that may show whew,
2: mm-hmm. i
3: don't know what happened the wheels came off and it was just it was a death march we never leave early and we we had to get out of there
1: Yeah, i know and I, I think i had like front row seats <laughs> for the, for the <laughs> last one i was at and it was it was like whatever the last one was before COVID. And it was that yeah. weird weekend. Remember, like they, they went from here to Columbus, and the one in Columbus was like I remember Rev was in that match with it, Cole Cabana and yeah. like the announcer. Or, I mean, Bobby Cruz might have been in the match too. They had a weird ten man tag where where, where where they just like threw everybody at it because like they, I think a lot of talent couldn't make it for yeah. some reason. Um, like I remember talking to um, somebody that was working there at the time that we worked with, and he was it was is that time where AEW had come up. And just take they're like, they're like, this is last night our lightboard person is leaving because they just got hired by AEW. You know, like AEW definitely it is kind of interesting and it feels like a, a a technology corporate thing where AEW popped up, rated ring of honor for talent, and said, This is what we can do when we don't have all the limitations ring of honor had you know be it sinclair be it the whoever's in charge whatever the issue was Just with ring of honor lack of money or lack of money or funding right and we can do something over here right um so it is it's weird because it like like you can say aew is kind of responsible for ring of honors downfall but now they're propping it up as a thing you know so it's 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 you know and i know it's, there's almost no way that was the plan, but, uh, but it's just how things worked out. Plus COVID all in, in, in everything too. So yeah,
3: I mean, COVID, mm-hmm. COVID either expedited the inevitable mm-hmm. or it
1: right.
2: created
3: the inevitable, but like it, I I don't know that ROH was going to survive in its,
1: you know, no.
3: former incarnation forever. It definitely was primed to take another, another form, mm-hmm. um, an AEW was definitely a part of like pushing that evolution along.
1: And noted and, uh, uh, Alex Miller out there in Cali saying it all in was an ROH show and it was amazing. Yes, it was ROH. I don't want to say promoted, but I think they kind of gave the reins. Like it was a Cody and, and Buck show, right? Yeah. Like, so like, like, like everybody kind of pitched in
3: the way it was understood w- the way it was explained to us by Ian in retrospect by Ian Riccoboni. Yeah. Um, who, if you did any talking honor like journalism coverage whether you were a podcast or you wrote he listened and read everything wow like and was engaged and if we asked questions on the podcast if we were like we don't understand why this happened he would message us the day after the podcast released and would be like oh hey so i just want to let you know this is this and this and that's why the decision was made and yeah we don't know and etc and like we were blown like we're two podunks why are you talking to us like <laughs> no ian's great
1: I, I got to meet him amazing. at wrestlecon he's, he's amazing got to
3: meet him a handful of times yeah. and just a like incredibly wonderful human being could not love wrestling more could not be a better like in, like savant of wrestling could not be a better like uh, uh ambassador of wrestling mm-hmm. but the way he explained it to us was that um the ROH infrastructure, all the infrastructure in place at the event, like the media team and everything, including down to like commentary and like being able to like put everything together, all of that was like Rh people, all yeah. that was ROH infrastructure. Yeah. It was just backed by a little bit more um personal uh money from those invested parties like the Bucks and Cody yeah. and a couple of other sources, but it was primarily it was like an it was an ROH sponsored thing, which made this the events after all out or all in um <laughs> definitely harder for everyone to because swallow. ring of
1: honor couldn't sustain that on their own without that buzz right yeah it's like and it, it, would, it, it yeah it, 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 and again like i said it's an all it is a ring of honor show like you could not get it anywhere except for on um honor honor club mm-hmm. right and there's a couple i think like the 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 Master square garden is on there i'm sure it's on new japan too but um it is very interesting to see how that all developed you know
3: yeah it was a weird period for RH because like there were people in and around ROH who were getting to be such big deals and mm-hmm. huge stars but mm-hmm. ROH itself was still like their people were here or their highlighted stars were here and ROH was still at this level so it's like so you're literally here's...
1: outgrowing the company yeah and yeah. then there were
3: people who were like gigantic stars and in ROH and like huge figures for ROH, people like Marty Skrull, who like they just refused to put the belt on.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: so it was like they kept missing that opportunity. And I don't want to get into Skrull because et cetera. But like,
1: right. Uh, the same same conversation around Shane Taylor. Exa- right? Shane yeah. Taylor is
3: a great example. Yeah. They would pull the trigger a little too fast on some people and not fast enough on other guys. And I think it became very frustrating for mm-hmm. top, top talent mm-hmm. to continually be in this position where it's like, well, you don't trust us to carry this belt for a long time. And even those who did like, like the bucks, like they were inevitably going to, to do something, make some kind of move because there's only so much ROH could offer
1: them. Right. Right. It's just, yeah, they just didn't, you know, where, if you're at, uh, you know, W, W is always like a biggest thing because I feel like you saw that when people came over from WCW, like, you know, be it a Jericho or, you know, anybody else that came over in that time, it was like, wcw knew how to handle you know their hulk hogan's and things and they had the machine for that but they didn't know how to handle you know somebody that wasn't absolutely on fire like the WWE machine knew how to make people right and develop people up you know
0: well the, um, the WWE machine was also not afraid to cycle in people at the top no absolutely you had a very regimented like
1: but that was also like,
0: you, you had you had the NWO, and no one right. was going to stop but that, the that NWO, was but that was for maybe one or two guys.
1: but that was also in a response because all the top talent left, so they had to, you know by necessity no but they but were, like, but even, they were even also when very tried, good at it. Hmm? but when they tried mm-hmm. to cycle in people like
0: I, I know we don't like to talk about Benoit, they tried to cycle him in toward toward the tail end as like a please don't leave us." yeah yeah, yeah, even after they gave him the world title, he left. Mm-hmm. Like he decided to leave anyway. Mm-hmm. It was a, a case of too little, too late for guys like Jericho, guys like Eddie Guerrero, like guys who should have been top guys, like Regal, mm-hmm. who should have been top top talent, mm-hmm. but couldn't because of all the brothering that was mm-hmm. going on.
1: Yeah, yeah, and plus the Turner corporate infrastructure makes things ugly too. You know, um, like and Ring of Honor, they they had Sinclair. So answer to, I'm sure
2: they did. Um, Yeah.
1: From uh, at least talking to local reps at Sinclair, they seemed very happy with the ring of honor for a long time. So,
3: I mean, the model ROH basically had for like under Sinclair was you're going to get this amount of money. It's Mm -hmm. not going to go way up. It's not going to go way down. This is the amount of money you're going to get. And you make that work. Mm -hmm. And, what they did is they produced a easy syndicated product for our for S- Sinclair to be able to put in their markets and sell TV time and mm-hmm. sell ad time for. Mm-hmm. That's all they had to do. So as long as they could produce it on budget, that's all that. They had an indefinite ticket as long as they were making some form of ad revenue, for and Saint it was Claire. cheaper
1: than buying reruns of Friends. Right. <laughs> so yeah. that was that was part of the conversation. A bargain compared. Yes. Bargain
3: basement compared. Exactly. To bargain basement compared to almost so, any other team.
1: So there was no room for growth unless they started selling millions of Honor Club subscriptions. Basically. So. Yeah. Hence the big push. Um. But uh. No. It's it, it it was it was an interesting era, and but I'm glad. They have a different, decent steward of it, even though they don't have their own program. I like what they're doing, integrating with AEW. It makes it feel important. It feels like it honors the history for the most part, for the most part. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, and even just seeing Ian and Bobby Cruz and, and Caprice kind of like being integrated now and being on that bigger stage. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just happy for people being on a bigger stage. Oh my like, that. like, they deserve it. Like, those guys are just rocket, right?
3: I want good things for a. For all of that team, and um, I mean, especially Ian. Like it, the response around it folding,
1: mm-hmm. almost everybody
3: got absorbed or picked up someplace or given opportunities someplace, and that was really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, it was clear that there were people in place to look out for those who needed, that needed to be able to jump into something else. For for Ian, like I know that he's like got a family to support, and you know, his he was working his dream job in our, with ROH. So to go from that to the unknown mm-hmm. was probably very, very unnerving but he didn't have to be in that that space for more than a day. Well
1: no, we got well, we he got he rolled right into uh uh New Japan. Yeah, they did. So like, really. it's great to see.
3: And then he got to do stuff for like GCW and yeah, like yeah. gets to be a voice he, in 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 major independents who yeah. like could benefit from his He experience. was
1: he was on several at least two if not three of the special like non um like non-labeled shows at at WrestleCon that we did with him. Yeah. So I was, like, I was like, I walk in, i be like, oh, Ian's on the show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
3: like, I I was concerned for him just because I wanted to make I I think he's a great person. And I yeah. want to make sure yeah. that some you know great people get uh, land on their feet. But like, I also shouldn't have been concerned because there's no doubt that, like someone like him is going to get hired twice this is the best
1: time for talent good talent in wrestling to be looking for work (laughs) it seems it's a it's
3: a it's a a good market out there right now for a lot of wrestlers i think it's a good Mm -hmm. i I think there's opportunities abounding in ways that there hasn't been before Mm -hmm. i also think that this is a great time for women wrestlers who've been on the scene for a bit longer to like add not necessarily replace their in-ring work but also to add to their uh, resume behind the scenes absolutely. coaching and instructional work because we could absolutely use more more women trainers on the scene it will benefit everybody
1: well it's not all roses unfortunately in wrestling i want to talk about something that's maybe not the greatest but i think some great is hey, coming uh, out of it this sword. weekend well what's up
0: uh before we get into this i'm just uh gonna let you know i gotta head out
1: all right No problem. Um, Mike, thank you for joining us. Don't worry. We're going to talk about independent wrestling, so you can bounce
0: anyways. (laughs) Uh,
1: What what I learned in wrestling this week, though, is
0: I learned if you have an entrance where the camera cuts every time it says Vinny, Vinny, Vici, when you're answering an open challenge, make sure no one sneaks in behind you when you're posing for the camera. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, watch NXT from last week, because it was one of the funniest fucking things we have ever seen. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll look that up on my peacock. Uh, thank you, Mad right. Mike. We'll see you have next week. Have a good rest book. of the show, guys. We'll see you Monday, and uh, yes. I'm sure we'll be hopefully gushing over Raw again. Hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> or, or your Optimus Prime Lego build. Uh, <laughs> um but anyways like i said we're, we're going to talk about a few more things but in the meantime with our guest emily fear of the Glidden, grit and well Gl- wow grit and glitter podcast <laughs> That, um, I think I almost made your podcast X-rated there. I apologize. Uh, so,
3: that's on our Patreon.
1: That, that's a Patreon, okay.
3: It's Patreon only.
1: Um, but also I want to give a shout out. And I'm sorry you rushed in right at the beginning. I didn't get to offer you. Or but we we have some in the back. You can grab some on break if you want, or afterwards. You know, so so you're not you're not going home hungry. But our good friends at Slice on Broadway do help feed our guests that come here into the studio, New York City style. Yins are made right up the street here in Beachview. We're literally literally on the other side of the tracks and up the street. Uh, Also in Carnegie. He's not around anymore. Uh, (laughs) He's standing in the North Hills. Carnegie, Carnegie, Carnegie.
3: Uh, I I just, I can't imagine. So. The, the major library system in Pittsburgh is the Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh. Yes. So imagine mm-hmm. if everybody working there had to say Carnegie. Right. The Carnegie
1: Library. But no. also understanding, oh. Mike comes from the city of Carnegie Deli and Carnegie Hall. I get it. That's great. I understand. That's great. But we can't ask him how to say it. You know
3: how there are women named Tara and there are women named Tara and they're spelled mm. identically? But so words are pronounced differently for
1: different folks exactly it's all exactly. legit um anyways <laughs> slice on Broadway. you can ask him how they say it down there in carnegie uh, <laughs> as well get on the phone get on the website tweet them pgh underscore slice <laughs> and say how do you pronounce carnegie there you go that's don't your don't
2: kick, do- don't kick the door down just open it like we're not kicking the
1: down be nice to them they'll put your foot on the door what a, i don't know where this came this is chad's fault wasn't it it says says it's probably chad's fault <laughs> It says kick the door down and give me your pepperoni pizza that's not nice <laughs> they're nice people in there okay look the, the only the only thing you can kick down
2: a kick down the door is if you if they if you want the uh pizza de broccolini what but that's the only the only way okay.
1: Um, or the Which is or the actually
2: really good pizza,
1: by the way. <laughs> okay, wow, there you go. The 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 Riz bomb on the suggestion. Uh, thank you so- them for supporting the show for over a decade, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. We'll be right back in uh, just about a minute or so after this.
3: Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at. Sidekickmediaservices.com
1: we are back wrestling mayhem show we have the riz is with us
2: Hi, I am back and here. dropping Greg I've never left
1: no he you know he didn't uh, dropping Greg Connolly emoticons over on the twitch chat room on indiewrestling.us mm-hmm. thank you for that um I, I just lo- I just still love it that's a thing. Um, you know, I did make emoticons. I, I have at least one uh, uh, ziggy gif uh, emoticon I you made. Did, that's right. I think it's on the Twitch. If you if you're <laughs> if you I still don't understand if you subscribe over there, I think, or or and, and I think if you're a certain there it, there oh, there it is. it is, there it is in the chat. It doesn't move on mine because I'm using a different chat thing, but but uh-huh. it's a little it's that punch thing from when I made that like last time she was supposed to be on, right? Um, and I think there's like a dreidel spinning behind her or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What was it? We we're, we're, were trying to get her on for a Hanukkah episode, but uh, um, anyways, five dollars to subscribe. So subscribe to there the you Wrestling
2: go. US on the Twitch.
1: Yes, and you if you and, and you will get those emoticons, and you will get to see all of Pittsburgh wrestling <laughs> basically uh, monthly as they as they come Even out. Wrestling
2: so. Man Show has one. Wrestling, that. what's that? The wrestling mayhem Show. Oh yeah, I a, just yeah, I just put a bunch yeah. of logos
1: in there. So that was a I, I I was like, well, I just dropped the logos of all the promotions we put in here and you know, and then I ran out of slots. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Emily Fear is still with us of the Grit and Glitter podcast. I said it right this time. So revealed <laughs> it. So uh, it's, it's it's exciting. We're talking about a lot of good in wrestling. Um, but, uh, you know, of course there was a big news item I want to talk about because this is something we actually talked about on the show. We had Zeke Mercer on and they were uh, a part of this show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I got a message like a, like a week before or two weeks before because they were looking for a video producer. Of course I was, I was already booked in the Poconos, unfortunately, Fortunately, we'll see. Um, and it looked like a great card again. It was, it was, um, I, I will say I had my, I don't want to say I had my doubts or anything, but I had my questions. Because your it was going it was called Wrestle Queerdom, and it was um happening in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and which that did not connect the dots in my head. Um, so but I'm like, oh, okay, well maybe it's something that happened in New Hampshire, if not that I, that I don't know about. And then we started uh, hearing about. I, I started noticing on my way back, uh, from my own road trip on Sunday. Uh, that something might have been amiss as I was hearing about talent being stranded. Of course, I was worried about our friend Zeke being up there, but it it turned out he was on his way back. I saw Kid Bandit was involved trying to help out some of the stranded talent up there, Um, and that was a whole thing. There was a um, Wrestling Inc. even uh, collected a lot of the information about what was going on there as well. Um, So, uh, Emily, I know you were talking about this on Twitter a lot. You were were one of the white sources trying to figure out what was going on. Um, so even to the point where I'm like, I'm halfway across the state. Maybe I can help somebody. Yeah. Uh, so I started kind of poking a little bit to see if there was a thing I could do. Um, not that I, could, I don't know. We could have strapped trapped into the roof, I guess. But uh, <laughs> so we kind of had some equipment with us. But still, so so you know, for what you're saying, I think you followed this probably a little closer than I did. Uh, can you give us kind of like the hundred foot view of what, what what probably happened here?
3: Sure, I can give you kind of the rundown, and I'll, I'm going to give a lot of credit to Brian Bell of the LGBTQ in the Ring um, podcast because, uh. Brian was on our show, um, that our episode of Great and Glitter that was released this morning. Uh, Brian was on our show on Sunday. Uh, Brian uh, does an amazing coverage of everything in wrestling that has anything to do with like queer wrestling, queer pe- wrestlers, queer talent, etc. Um, and they had actually, they had Sally on their show. Um, and
1: Sally was the promoter. Yes, okay. so
3: Sally um is a wrestling fan and ran a, a um Twitter account called TransGraps. TransGraps was doing kind of what Tiger Driver did with um but specifically with trans wrestlers, queer wrestlers and um organized like streams of watching the uh, various talent, um put together a Discord server that became a ve- became a very popular place for queer wrestling fans and even queer wrestling talent to congregate and discuss and share matches, etc. um and sometime late last year, maybe early this year, uh, TransGraphs announced that they were going to do their first show. And that was going to be Russell Queerdom taking place in August of this year in New Hampshire. So at first this seemed really promising, um, really exciting to have like what was going to be a very like queer fronted trans fronted show. We, we've had, um, Effie's had, he's going on his fifth big gay brunch. Mm-hmm. Um, There's been a, a a handful or maybe a dozen or more um, either promotions that are kind of more dedicated to queer talent or uh, shows, specific shows that have been ta- uh, geared towards the queer talent. But this was trans forward, which I think is, is still such a, a new thing in wrestling mm-hmm. that that was exciting to have yeah. something that was going to be that, that, forward
1: and becoming something bigger you know obviously nyla over the last few years mm-hmm. and, and 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 giselle shaw from impact wrestling uh coming out as well yes um you know has been been incredible for that yeah for that movement.
3: and and then talent announcements for wrestle queerdom started coming out and it was like ridiculous like mm-hmm. venny from japan mm-hmm. um candy lee from new zealand mm-hmm. um giselle shaw got announced sunny kiss got announced there were there were so many names popping up on this on this roster you had um you know you had rising and in, and increasingly in demand talent from the independents to people who are like signed with major companies who still can contract out to independents so it was it was good but it was it was too good to be true <laughs> yeah, in right. my mind
1: for uh, two very uh, good uh,
3: reasons yeah. and something that probably like anyone who's been I mean, I'm not, I'm a mark. I'm just a mark. I'm just like, a. am a, <laughs> just a dummy, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm a dummy who likes wrestling, but I know enough people and I talk to enough people and I pay enough attention. and I read wrestling history enough to know that the first question in my mind, isn't like who, like, you know, are they going to sell enough tickets? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm.
1: probably
3: not, mm-hmm. not in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll sell They'll sell a decent amount.
1: And what did they stream on? Were they a pay-per-view? Were they on IWTV or they
3: streamed on an app called Looped L-O-O-P-E-D. Um, so you had the you had to buy the pay-per-view through Looped. Um, it's a I guess a kind of a newer service. And I was skeptical of that, but you know, Maria Canellis and Bobby Cruz's new promotion, uh, women's wrestling right. army, they're streaming through brand army, which I had also never heard of. So I think people are just kind of experimenting but with platforms.
1: They're also involved with pro wrestling TV as well. Mm, uh, yes. so, I, I, so I don't know if it's just a non-exclusive thing, but I know they're on there as well. I but, think it's, yeah, um, I, th-
3: I think it's a shared deal now, but I yeah. think on Brand Army you get, like, because with Brand Army it's like a subscription type thing, you get things first.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, with Looped, I'm guessing it was just the the best, it, uh, like, the best percentage deal that, that Sally, who,
1: is it this uh, looped the virtual venue? Yes. Okay, because yeah. it looks like a video chat situation.
3: It, it kind of looks like oh. a what's the serve, a cameo type thing. Okay, but it's but you can do like live performances through there. Okay. Um, so things started getting a little sketchy, like in about a, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. There was your typical social media drama of people like pushing up against um, trans grapses, like desire to speak for the community. There were wrestlers and fans alike who were saying like, you know, you don't speak for all of us. Like that's pretty like arrogant to assume that like your show is the like voice of the community, etc. But there was still, you know, largely a mobilized um, support for it because mm-hmm. people wanted to see this and fans were excited for it, especially queer wrestling fans. It was
1: an that positive.
3: Yeah, I mean, so far so good, except no one was really asking the question that everyone probably should have been asking, which is, where is the money coming from? <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and and I've I've often said I've been I've been working around in wrestling since two thousand eight. I still do not know how the math works on a regular show. Not you know, and let alone a show that has the names, right? The names, so, flights. Yes.
3: Anytime you have even a single wrestler on your card that is doing an international flight, and if Candy Lee wasn't already still local, if she wasn't already still stateside if she had to fly in from new zealand
1: mm-hmm. then we're
3: talking at least two international flights there and back that's, but like even that's if that's more have than one, that's more than
1: a wrestling show that's more than a Typically. wrestling show <laughs> yes
3: um so it started to become one of those things where like in the weeks leading up like i don't know enough people who are asking that question outwardly but a mm-hmm. lot of people in the like days before the event were starting to to like privately and discreetly say I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how this is going to happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So it kind of snowballed from there. The card got bigger. More talent got booked. More matches got announced. There was dates and lo- there was date and location and ticket sales. Didn't they and... get
1: delayed? Weren't they supposed to be earlier or something? I'm
3: not actually sure about that. The, okay. Maybe, but I I don't I don't know.
1: know. Some reason that popped in my head that there's there might have been something like there's that.
3: So much insanity to the
2: story mm-hmm.
1: that that
3: is the least interesting, thing, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: right. <laughs> like, like,
2: like we can go. Like, I was listening. I'm like, it's like when you're younger and you have like, you can just grab all these pieces of candy. Like you can do this and this and this and this. But now that you're older, you're like, I can't afford any of this. Yeah. yeah. What the? F- wow. Oh, what like um like, like Candy Lee and 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 people from Japan and and it's like, that's too much. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's way too much for a startup. For something like this. Yeah,
3: and I mean, most of these wrestlers were coming from out of town. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. meant not just booking fees, but hopefully transportation coverage as well, if not also a, some form of accommodation.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, And we're not talking about somebody... We're not talking about even a money mark. We're talking about just a very enthusiastic and engaged trans wrestling fan who had never mm-hmm. run a show before, never run any kind of promotion, had no, had no connections to the wrestling industry, was just... A really avid fan who had made a community online, Mm. which is cool and awesome, but that doesn't she should
1: have been looped in with somebody who was a promoter to help them not make the the greenest of mistakes, right? Like Like, or
3: use your support base and whatever little money that you have and sponsor a match through another Mm -hmm. promotion or sponsor Mm -hmm. the wrestlers that you that you want to see out there. Like there are a billion different ways to do this without taking on this enterprise yourself and okay if you want to do a wrestling show first and foremost no international talent no Mm -hmm. one who requires flights don't require a single flight person on your show for your first show keep it as local as you ostensibly can Mm -hmm. regional fine Mm -hmm. um also like you said like coordinate with people who know what they're doing yeah we have someone on our correspondent team who runs CFU Combat Fights Unlimited and when he did his first show it was very much the kind of thing where he had the ideas he had the booking he had the, he had the booking ideas he had the like he had enough understanding of it to be able to to put together the idea competently and mm-hmm. to start reaching out to talent and do mm-hmm. aspects of that however he was also smart enough to know that he didn't know anything about certain other aspects of it from mm-hmm. production to etc. Mm-hmm. so he had that covered with all the partners he worked with
1: well, well and on the outside looking at enjoy wrestling like they came out of the gate like they they were partnered with or they have a connection with fest who mm-hmm. has been doing this for a while in a certain way and 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 i always say i consider i consider enjoy the like pittsburgh fest wrestling like, like, it, yeah. and I don't know, I don't know the complete, you know, connection there or anything and, and, and how much that that's true. But like, as I see it and then like, that's how a company like that came out of the gate strong, yeah. you know, and, are, and it's like literally changing the game here in the in town with stuff. Yeah. I so. mean,
3: and I think it's, re- I, I don't, I know that there's been a lot of people coming out now saying like, well, this is why Mark shouldn't run a wrestling show. I mean, no, no, that's not actually the lesson we need to learn here. <laughs>
1: no, 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 yeah. The lesson
3: we need to learn here is that, first of all, individuals, one person shouldn't run a wrestling show. It Period. should it yes. should be a team. Yes. Also, money. Yes. You just need money. You know what you don't have when you have a lot of money? You don't have problems because you can throw money at it.
1: There's, there's two things <laughs> I have heard b- repeatedly that I take to heart when considering as we do float the idea of a wrestling mayhem show wrestling show uh but the idea of you have to have all the money to pay for the show up front regardless right and also don't don't get in the wrestling business uh what was it you know what was the what was it the easiest way to to, to lose money is to start a wrestling company yeah. uh so you know like nobody's Nobody's getting rich off this stuff. So See, Wrestlelicious. Yes, exactly.
2: (laughs) Oh, my
3: God. Oh, Uh, Wrestlelicious. I mentioned that we had done a spotlight episode about Mercedes Martinez, and I had never heard of (gasps) Wrestlelicious. And then we delved into uh, Mercedes Martinez. So Mercedes Martinez has always performed as Mercedes Martinez. Always. Mm -hmm. In every promotion, every iteration, Mm -hmm. in 22 years, Mm -hmm. except for in Wrestlelicious.
1: Why was she there?
3: She was Maria Toro.
1: Oh boy! Yeah. I'm- oh boy. Well, yep.
3: Was just so it was a bullfighter gimmick, oh and it's every God. bit
1: yeah. as bad as you I th- oh would assume it is. We, you know how much we love wrestle. We 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 did our own wrestlelicious oh. raps on the show. Wrestlelicious
3: Ru- <laughs> is the type of terrible that I can get behind. I know. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I have a guilty pleasure for a while, so, like, I'm not judging anybody. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so, the, the situation over the weekend started snowballing really on Friday when it was just a lot of collision of things. Bad optics, transcripts, um, mm-hmm. aka Sally was tweeting out about Venny staying in their home, and that was weird because, not that like, people who mm. promote don't have talent stay with them, like, that happens all the time in the independence. No. And as long as everyone's consenting and cool with it, it's fine, but like, you don't necessarily have the promoter out there like tweeting about it. I'm talking about watching them sleep.
1: Yeah. Oh Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of
3: a little little off. And then into Saturday communication really broke down. And the word was, I have this on a verified source that I won't reveal just to protect everybody involved. But, um, the ring wasn't paid for the ring rental wasn't paid for. So when the ring showed up, uh, They had to scramble to get the money, which mainly came from Sally's mother, God bless her, um, who was footing the bill for most of this. Um, The ring hadn't been paid, so before it could get set up, they had to pay it. They had to pay the rental fee. And Sally didn't have a ring crew, so the people who transported it had to help set it up. Yeah, wow! It came out that the major funding sources for this, there were some sponsorships, a couple of like podcasts, and a couple of other like um groups had had sponsored here and there. Um, there were ticket sales, but you know that money isn't going to be available to you right at the gate. No, that takes time for Eventbrite to give you that and money, same, and
1: same with pay per view too. Right, um, you're lineup. not. Ga- Sometimes it's a three-month... Like it's other services. It's been like a three-month window yeah, for some you, people. So. You can't
3: take... Unless you mm. are only charging at the door, the door money does not count. The ticket money does not count until way later. Mm-hmm. Um, so the vast majority of the funding was coming from... I believe it was a $5,000 like bank loan that Sally's mother had taken out to fund this show. Wow. Which, Ooh. honestly, $5,000 is a lot, but I don't think it would have even have covered everything. No, no. Uh, so by the... End of Saturday, after the show had actually gone on, and the show did go on. That was the big question going into Saturday: is is this going to actually happen? Mm-hmm. Is this going to happen? And things kept getting shift, shifted. Um, Eddie McQueen had been brought on to do a roast of Candy Lee, and then had that they ditched that for various for various reasons or time reasons, and put Eddie on commentary. Both people on commentary to start with had had maybe a half an hour of warning that they were going to be on commentary. Which led to some issues. Um, they were replaced after intermission by other people who did their best. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of shifting of the card here and there, and it just the the show itself was surprisingly competent. The team that that did do the production work and actually like for the streaming was was decent and it looked okay. Like mm-hmm. it looked okay. Yeah, shots
1: I looked looked great. Yeah,
3: it looked I looked way better than I would have expected. Right. Um mm-hmm. but. At the end of the night, like, by Sunday morning, it was clear that most of the wrestlers were not either getting their full payment or any payment. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't get a hold of this this so-called promoter. Mm
2: -hmm. And
3: they were scrambling to figure out how people were going to get home. Mm -hmm. And that's probably where you picked it up on Sunday with people just stuck in New Hampshire. I mean, you had cars of wrestlers who didn't have enough money to buy the gas to get back where they needed to go. Yeah, yeah. and like these were people who had like stuck their neck out to like help and make this show happen. The only reason that Wrestle Queerdom actually happened on Saturday is because the wrestlers made it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing and so inspiring, except it's not inspiring because it sucks. They shouldn't have had to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I know it's cool when when people rallied to support through like extraordinary circumstances, but this wasn't an extraordinary circumstance. This was as as Sam on as Shirley Doe on Twitter pointed out this is very much business as usual in the wrestling industry. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when this stuff happens, people hash it out all over again. But this just happens in mm-hmm. wrestling all the time. Mm-hmm. People don't get paid. Promoters stiff people. That like people run balls Mahoney.
1: Balls Mahoney comes to your house, <laughs> you know, famously. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I, I think I this was happening, and I don't know if it was Dash Bennett's comment that I was at, but I think. I I, I I think I think I responded or quote tweeted somebody that says we we do miss Balls Mahoney we need on Balls Mahoney again for promoters or something <laughs> so um but no he, he's not wrong I mean I mean we've there's been the rash of bad promoters just in the Pittsburgh area too yeah, Um and I'm, Dash talked about one in particular that I know we hear about a lot mm-hmm. um so but you know but but a lot of times they don't fail on such a large stage mm-hmm. and then also the what was attempting to be accomplished with this show, yeah. you know, adds a different air to it, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, people so, wanted it to succeed. yeah, And the wrestlers themselves wanted to wanted it to succeed so badly that they made it succeed despite everything that the promoter did yeah. to not help that along.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, there's a community that's, you know, I hate to say used to a diver- uh, adversity, but, you know, that, and then that's, you know, that, that, that you know, that's why I think everybody came together so so strongly on this to make sure it happened.
3: Sure. And I think so. it's one of the reasons why they're so protective over yes. each other and why, Absolutely. like, right. in the fallout of all this on Sunday, you had people like Aiden Von England and a Kid Bandit and other wrestlers and wrestlers who weren't even involved in the show, like Dark Sheik and Billy Dixon, sticking, like, st- sending out the word on Twitter, like, if you are stuck, if you were a talent on the show and you're stuck, it doesn't matter if I know you, like, reach out. We will mm-hmm. help you. Mm-hmm. There are people from all over chipping in. There's this protective impulse to help the community out, even when even when it shouldn't be it shouldn't be the community's role to bail out someone whose job it was no. to just simply do what they had promised their talent to do. Mm-hmm. It, it's really simple. It the it it's just about money. Like and there's gonna be dialogue about this for a long time, and people are gonna pick it apart and use this as an example as why, you know people shouldn't do this and people shouldn't do that. But honestly, the lesson I'm learning here is you just have to have a huge amount of money handy for something like this. (laughs) Like you do. Mm -hmm. And you have to be smart enough to know that you don't know anything Mm -hmm. and make sure that you're working with people who know, who know more than you do.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
3: That's, that's the case for anything. That's not just wrestling. That's like any creative endeavor. Don't, don't do things in isolation. Any
1: business endeavor. endeavor. Right. So, I mean, as a person that's been doing their own business Mm -hmm. for well over a decade, I know I don't know everything and I've tripped over myself several times. <laughs> yeah. Several times. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know. and
3: the worst part about it to me, honestly, the thing that would infuriate me if I was a person who had been massively screwed over by this,
2: mm-hmm. um,
3: I like, I feel like I have no right to any kind of in- indignation cause I didn't lose anything in this, but, um, if I had been involved in this directly, my my biggest issue right now would have been the lack of accountability from this person who has gone radio silence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's just it, that's not fair. Like you're not you didn't you didn't we weren't accountable enough to take care of what you were what you promised to take care of. And now you are not being accountable enough to own up to the fact that you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like you have to eat you have to eat the shit now. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. Like you laid mm-hmm. it, you gotta eat it. Mm-hmm. And it sucks, but like you, this is on you this is the mess you created and it's uh, it's up to you to not you can't fix it really because other people fixed it for you but it's up to you to own up to it mm-hmm. and please promise us never to run a show again
1: <laughs> <laughs> right uh yeah no so uh no it's been interesting it, it sounds like everybody's been taken care of though uh, I, again i know kid bandit was was uh very big in in and helping connect people and mm-hmm. help people out there Um, and there was a lot of people that kind of sprung up from things. So, I mean, again, you know, so, so, so that's good to see nothing, nothing bad happened to anybody, you know, trying to get home or anything. I keep thinking like, what would have happened if
3: there had been an injury on the show?
1: Right. I don't know. What is the, yeah. What is is the athletic commission like in North North New Hampshire? I think it's a lot
3: more loosey goosey than it is in Pennsylvania because mm, like in Pennsylvania, you can't. You can't even look at a ring unless you've got a doctor on the I way. I know,
1: I know. you know how many shows I've been it was like, Oh, we're gonna delay fifty minutes. Why we don't doctor didn't make it yet? And I was like, Ah oh, jeez. Yeah. Know? So um, you know, it's it's to that extent, you know. Um yeah, you know, and it's wild. And we go to like Detroit where it's like, you're doing what with light tubes? You know, um <laughs> so it are just like, excuse me. You've got a school nurse in the it...
2: background. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, and I need to put it I... on a printer. And it's <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's we're going to surround the printer in light tubes. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and, you know, man thumbtacks. Don't worry, it's going
1: to be fine. Like, I saw I'm stuff fine. I've never seen before. And I've been to how many Gathering of the Juggalos? Um, so, <laughs> 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 that show. Oh my God. Uh, anyways, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm having flashbacks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I, yeah so um no so I, i'm hoping it's a teachable lesson for everybody and for anybody out there thinking about their own wrestling show there's a reason we haven't pulled a trigger on that so <laughs> like, like i've always i've often said and i've joked to like some people around me in the in the in the, in the industry i was like you know if I, I decide to run my show i'm calling you right you know like people so have done so this for 20 years sure. yeah so, sorry, so 22. I, I so. find
3: i find things like this really good reminders of why i i don't want to do anything beyond what i do same here same
1: here (laughs) just like i think i'm at the edge of this i don't want to take a bump in the ring and i don't think i want to be responsible for the money for the show i just like like, i don't think that's uh that's the works for me there,
3: there is a part I've, of me that wants to do like one day of trading just to like remind myself like no you're you you're, gotta take
1: the bump right you old like, have you yeah. ever have you ever taken a bump like uh, a proper bump no not a proper bump oh it saved my life knowing how to do it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so but it's also reminds me to not uh, I, i'm not like man i wish i could be in there it's like oh no i don't no no, no. I'll, i'm good right here ringside. I'm i'm cool you got in, right in the right
2: ring here. one time
1: yeah I, that's it that's all. Oh, wait. When we it. did the commercial, right? When
2: we did the commercial. That was your only time in a wrestling ring? Uh, I didn't do any bumps. There were wrestlers surrounding me. At
1: that least Matt it. Matt rolled around in the ring for that one That Matt rolled that around. One thing. To <laughs> yes. Stay
2: there. <laughs> I don't belong in there.
1: <laughs> You're just like, I'm just like you this is not, not my there. world. Like, <laughs> so, yes. so, like, I barely
2: see over the ropes. So <laughs> right, I'm just here on the outside looking in. And you know, just watching it, watching the TV, watching the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes. I would, you know, I'm glad that we can give Riz the experience to be close enough to know not to get closer.
2: Yeah, (laughs) it's like I'm barely doing this right now.
1: And this has been a decade project. (laughs) Yeah, one (laughs) hundred percent talking on the internet and at least one awkward conversation with Dalton Castle and RJ City. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Wait together.
1: Oh together. yes. Oh, that's a. We'll bring this up. That's I, awkward. That's I'm, a. I'm going to bring you a video later, uh, yeah. <laughs> of of this situation. Yeah. Oh, wow. Where I sent Riz the, to the do interviews at IWC one time. He talked to those two. Uh, uh, Shane Taylor was. Doing something goofy with his shoes off, and the promoter told me to take it down. Uh, <laughs> you interviewed Pete Dunn and Mandrews before anybody knew who they were, yeah. right? Uh, I'm like, we're just like, who are these kids with all the pimples from the UK that are hanging out here? Um, Your friend Bobby Fish. And, uh, Bobby Fish, of course. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you had a, you had a quite a time there and he just absolutely yeah, got was... roasted by Dalton and RJ oh my and God. basically what I consider the pilot, the Hey EW, um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. So, uh, we'll, 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 we'll share the video with you afterwards, Emily. It's uh it's I'm, quite a sight. Ba- I
3: need to, to, I need
2: to see. That and
1: scene. then we find out that Riz okay. has the same birthday as RJ and and they're good twitter friends and then every time i talk to rj about and bring up where is and he's like i feel so bad for that kid what we did to him he then
2: called he he then called me a potato
1: then he called you a potato yeah yeah he did (laughs) 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 yes easiest interviews i just have to say hi rj and he takes it from there um but (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so anyways um. Look at the time. Uh, it's almost pumpkin time. So let's uh, let's uh, let's wrap things up. Uh, chat room. Pumpkin time. Sir. Sorry, that's what I say on AEW because the one guy has to leave like at eight o'clock on the dot because he's got a kid to take care of, um, and put the bed and stuff. Uh, so so I just call it pumpkin time. Um, but anyways, uh, uh it's been it's been a long. It's been a long day with a lot of activity in at least one instance of the police. Okay, so... <laughs> um, But, uh, chat room, please let me know, what did you learn from wrestling this week? And we'll go around the horn here. Riz, let's start with you.
2: I learned that um, in this new, uh, finangled world of wrestling, to never walk in mid-wrestling uh, show, because you have no idea what's going on.
1: Wait, are you talking in person, or...
2: Well, anywhere, but I'm I'm mainly talking about raw. Okay, because uh, I was working, and after work I came in and saw the weird interview with uh, with uh, Bailey and and then the the people in the background coming oh, rushing the car crash and everything we were going crashed. about outside. We I were saw, picking I saw apart the, the truck. Yes, cr- and it was like just one of those things where I'm like, what the hell? What's going? What's going on? And then it abruptly stops. And then they turn to AJ Styles walking. Yes, it's like I'm like I'm like I felt like I was watching uh, Lost, and I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Like me watching Lost. Uh-
1: so, so we talked about this a lot last night. There were these Easter egg things happening in the background. Like they're interviewing Kevin Owens after he, he beat up and sent his equal to the hospital. And there's like there's there's Dewdrop and Nikki Ash in the background and a car has been crashed into the median. And there's like security and police around them. And they're like pointing and whatever in the background. And nobody is addressing this. And then about an hour later, we had a thing backstage with, what was it? You said it was Bailey and the crew, right? Like Bailey, Dakota, and you and, and and you see the said car from a different angle being pulled on a flatbed and then you see a row of police run by them and then they do a moving thing and here's AJ coming to the ring kind of thing and like a crossover kind of thing, kind of thing, like artistically, you know, documentary filmmaking style And then at the end of the night, you get Dexter Loomis, who we barely see on television and is barely referenced, that is ringside after the match, and AJ Styles kind of looks over at him, and then he gets drug away by police. And no other reference to this other than they put better clips online. And it is... And you know what? I want
2: to point out something.
1: Yes. Putting
2: better clips on there kind of ruined it for me.
1: It ruined it for you, but like the Dexter stuff. I they want, do anything with the car. I
2: want the, I want the, I want the, the image of him far away. Yes. For some reason, <laughs> I want that image more, like far away um, and like blurry. Yes. I don't yes. want the perfect image of Dexter Loomis.
1: Okay. Okay. I got you there. I got you there. So, so to the point where, because we had Matt on, he was with Wrestling Inc. and and he was talking about how, uh, uh, like I love that. Like even and I got these in my in the newsletter this morning. Um, where um, and let me switch this over here. Like literally the literally the top headlines for Raw last night were WWE viewers puzzled by backstage parking lot mystery. Parking lot mystery <laughs> leads to surprise return on WWE Raw. You know, <laughs> just like. What? A <laughs>
3: plot so, mystery. Yes, yes.
1: So, um, it, because it was, and is, and if you if you weren't paying enough attention, you were just like, I just happen to look up and are doing an interview, and I'm just like, what's that in the background? Like, it's something you easily could have missed if you were just glossing over Raw, like I typically do, because I'm usually doing work while I'm watching Raw, or also trying to watch AEW, right? um
3: so somebody was writing this somebody was like okay so we're gonna have these segments and then in the background there's gonna be a car crash and like unidentified issues going on with like the police and the cars and we're gonna randomly have some wrestlers there too yeah basically yes i i kind of i kind of dig that
1: right (laughs) yeah the kind of like like, cracked
3: out cracked out shit that i'm like okay i'm like dexter
2: yeah dexter's not gonna be the big name he was a mid Carter in NXT, yes. mid Carter in Impact, yes, as well. But this is perfect way to introduce the Raw WWE fans out there mm-hmm. to who the hell Dexter Fumas is, because mm-hmm. it doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. But the guy who who caused a car crash, only to get ringside, mm-hmm. only to get pulled away by cops.
1: Well, it's like it's like you when they brought back Karen Cross last week. They mm-hmm. they they you know there's not much pedigree of him on the main program. He was on Raw and he looked like a Spartan, right? Um, yeah. And you bring him he in like and do the full entrance thing mm-hmm. and have him come out and take out Drew and put a put a uh, freaking uh, hourglass out for Roman. I'm like, I don't know who the hell this guy. As a typical SmackDown watcher, but you got my attention. Right. I don't need to know who the hell this guy is, other than this guy kicked ass over here and was an NXT champion, and now he's here and he's gunning for a moment and he's got that he's, he's got he's got he's got this cool entrance in a hot chick. You, you know, it's just yeah. like like that's all you need yeah. to know for the SmackDown audience to be like What oh, more do I need is? to know about
3: anybody in life?
1: Exactly, right? Like that's that is that is wrestling arithmetic. Okay. So, <laughs> cool
3: entrance hot chick.
1: Yes. Done 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 especially for the like fox network television um so like uh, you're not it's great it it, 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 and Uh, And and it's got us interested, and it's got us bringing us back in the fold, and it's like, okay, now this is what I've been missing. We're
3: really learning in this, like, iteration of of WWE right now, like, we're really learning who Triple H is the most passionate about from his NXT. Because think about the people he's brought back are not necessarily even the people that, like, the fans would have been like, bring, bring, bring back. But yeah. like he's bringing back the people he saw potential in. He mm-hmm. knew he could build into mega stars. Mm-hmm. And now it's his chance to do so and do so on the main roster mm-hmm. where they like, where he believes that they can like thrive. Absolutely. So you've got Dakota back. You've got, I mean, EO is a no brainer, but yes. like you have, and you have people like Dexter Lubis who like Triple H sees something in. And just knowing that he believes him in that much, I'm like, okay, I'm curious what you see here. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. wanna, I'm, I'm buying in because I'm, I, I'm down for what your passion here is. Like, mm-hmm. you've got a plan. Clearly, you've got to have a plan.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And
2: it it, it it might bring in, like, Indy Hartwell. Somebody yeah. like Indy yeah. Hartwell which coming back in. Yeah, are they still getting awesome.
3: married?
1: <laughs> I, well, I think I think they, I um, think, they had a they, weird...
3: They, did they get the ma- did, did marriage happen? I thought they had, the they had a away. The marriage
1: happened. He disappeared. They partially referenced it in a weird, awkward segment with whoever her partner's significant other was or something and then like they moved on right and they're just like wait we never talked about it again you know true wwe fashion you know which is a shame because that was such a it was the last it was the last vestige of that nxt black and gold era and he spoke it was the season it was the series finale of nxt black and gold (laughs) (laughs) it really was again
3: i i i follow wwe like 0.5%, Zero point five percent, but even I was was all in for index.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: uh, I I really hope that those kids can work it out.
1: She's the most excited uh, uh, I've been in, when I finally got to download all the uh, expansion packs for 2K. I'm like, Indie Hartwell's in this. This game's good yeah. again. Uh, <laughs> so, so good. Yeah. Uh, Emily, what did you learn from wrestling this week?
3: Well, I already talked to Nauseam about Wrestle queerdom, so I'm not going to talk about the things we learned from that because we actually already knew a lot of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of um,
1: reiterated.
3: <laughs> so I'll say something that I learned in wrestling, and I probably already do this too, but it just got re uh, it got uh, you know, reaffirmed. Uh, 10 times over this week, is nobody is having as much fun at their job right now. Nobody is like living their dreams right now more than William Regal is on AEW <laughs> television. Cause every time you hear the man on commentary, he is more unhinged and having a blast than mm-hmm. ever. I think we all and he's have...
1: hanging with his friends
3: he's Taz with his and friend.
1: Jr. and
3: he's hanging <laughs> with his friends. He's having really fun times on commentary, just getting to be this weird blend of like, you know, hyper serious combat club, like leader slash, like, like, horny elder statesman because he's like making these like fun like passes at Excalibur I think we all like saw the Rampage I don't know if oh know, what does he
1: call th- him man in the mask
3: he says, he says man in the mask you're such a marshmallow yum 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 <laughs> Repeated too. I think he repeated it again. Like he repeated some form of that, like later on, either that Ooh. night or like in Battle of the Belts or something. I like what, you got, you Nobody's gotta, having more fun right now. You
1: gotta think people. the man is also not as responsible for as much as he was. <laughs> <laughs> so he's probably like looser. He's you like know. getting
3: to do this great thing where yeah. he plays tough and hard, but like you could tell he's lighter. You could tell he like he'll, a thousand-pound weight right.
1: off the He'll do he'll react to a curse from Danhausen, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would only counter because you talk about the person who's living out their dream and having the most fun in wrestling. Because yeah. I I was reacquainted with Pat McAfee watching SmackDown this week, <laughs> okay. and I'm sorry. And we talked about it last night, and I apologize for the repeat. But watching him with the way overdone nutshot telestrator. And and everything during that first match with Baron versus Ricochet, and then signing the football and kicking in the audience, you know, oh kind of stuff. Like like and seeing him at SummerSlam, seeing him in, you know the, his match in person at Mania. I'm like, no, like that guy is, is 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 just all of us. <laughs> you
2: know? Wait, I want I want to I want to ask something real quick. Did you say he is a telestrator now?
1: Oh yeah, he telestrated the nutshot from SummerSlam repeatedly for like two minutes it was it was obscene it was juvenile yeah he just like this and then he drew i think he drew a little penis too as much (laughs) as he could again on network television um but it was just like it was like this is like he is every internal juvenile meathead one of us watching wrestling you know and 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 it works so so well for him
3: we have such a soft spot for him because we are a mountaineer household so like (laughs) when he made his introduction into wrestling i mean you know footballers this is something that happens but like you 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 don't give it any kind of attention really or wait Mm -hmm. to it until it Mm -hmm. like deserves it so like but the fact that like he's done himself really well he's a Good representative for the type of like wrestling fan that you can engage with
1: in like uh, in the light way. Like,
3: I got a really big soft spot for Pat McAfee. Like dude you're right he's like clearly having a blast yes. getting to do the job of his dreams plus like you know we're Boundaries for Life so like we're on board with that. He's from
1: Plum uh, hearing hearing Corey Graves doing the digs on him about like Pittsburgh doesn't even (laughs) reclaim him or something you know when SummerSlam during his match was was, you know (laughs) always fun you know just like just like I love I love when uh, when Elias was coming up and Corey's on commentary and saying Elias was down on Carson Street uh, uh, playing Nickelback or something you know (laughs) was like was just like what <laughs> you know, um you know but it, 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 it's always great to see that representation on there and now we got two shows with pittsburgh representation more or less it's uh nice. on commentary which is fun um man and these supposed rumors or whatever speculations are putting in the air on twitter of a Corey graves and pat mcafee match happening down the road oh, yes geez. and please um <laughs> so um i mean they
2: are coming in i mean Raw is coming in. Uh,
1: they are. Four weeks. I'm not. You know, I might have to change my flight because I'm coming in late. And now the more I'm like, man, maybe I don't want to miss that show. Maybe I can come back from Florida earlier that day. <laughs> so.
3: It's so weird on Mondays to like see the Twitter chat about Raw, and it not be just this endless like mm-hmm. like uh, complaint
1: fest. Yes. Oh, shit.
3: Because every Monday I would read it, and I'd be like, why are you guys watching Raw? This is clearly making you miserable. And now for the past two weeks, it's been like. Oh my goodness. Like, yes. it's sunshine and rainbows. And it's like, oh, hell yeah. There's okay. no way
1: this lasts. There's no, no. way this lasts this well, good, right? <laughs>
3: I mean, has there been a real clearinghouse of like Vince's guys? Because until that happens, you're not, uh, I'm not going to get invested. Bruce
1: Pritchard has been demoted. Okay. Laurenitis is Shut, out the door you know. now. Uh, so, Kevin I mean, Dunn is.
3: What's about the Dunn?
1: Dunn, Dun, done. Kevin like...
2: Dunn is like MIA, right? Now, so, 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 so the, the, the,
1: the word, last word I heard on Dunn. Uh, I, and I'm pretty sure I read this from a reputable source. Um, um, Dunn. The, there's no room to replace him because they let go of his 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 the replacement they were training during the cuts, yeah. and they're not coming back yeah. <laughs> because of circumstances. So we're stuck with him, yeah. right? Is it, basically is nobody else? Because I mean, yeah. for your faults of Kevin Dunn, there are not a lot of people I would imagine that can produce consistently the level of a WWE rock that, or, or SmackDown, a WWE show. Because as we've stated before, WWE shows are aside from maybe NFL Sunday night football, the best consistent weekly, m- multiple days a week live production on television.
3: Yeah. I mean, if, if there's no one to to fill that role, that doesn't, like that doesn't leave you many options.
1: But, but also like, what how, what if something happens to Kevin Dunn? Like like just in life, Kevin right? Like life. what do you do? I mean so
3: there there's there's gonna be continued stuff coming out, right? Yes, like yeah. we you don't know how but long is that
1: too. It- do we lose them before that, right? There's a headline on Wrestling Inc about another five million dollars on count of four apparently with Vince, <laughs> I guess. So yeah, you so know it, we're not done with this.
3: It, it's such a wonderful illustration of the scale of wrestling like major company versus like tidy, nothing like promotion out of like, you know, in new hampshire because you know you've got wrestlers who are like i didn't get my 200 booking fee and i can't get home versus like there's five million dollars missing from wwe and no one noticed yeah yeah
1: exactly exactly and sec is involved in all this oh other stuff God. and i'm just waiting for other things to get linked politically at this rate you know with everything else going on right now um because who knows there's a lot of stuff out there um so it is it is wild Walt
2: Disney's gonna be just fine with
1: that sort what, what does Disney <laughs> oh yeah when Disney buys WWE as I keep saying mm-hmm. <laughs> so well they still need to recover what did they purchase last whatever they just purchased I can't remember off the top of my head but uh I remember that's the reason oh it they they purchased they purchased week. Fox so they're not they're not they're not cash flush anymore that was the reason that's the that's, that's the only reason I'm not strongly considering Disney as the buyer. So, And also, who would buy them at this state unless they're getting it for a steal?
3: Oh, I have another thing I learned this week, or actually learned last week, but reaffirmed this week, which is BattleBots is better than wrestling.
1: Oh, we didn't even talk about it! Yeah! yeah. <laughs>
3: I was promised BattleBots talk.
1: Well, here it is. Well, yes, and, and <laughs> I'm sorry it didn't come up in the first time. <laughs> <It's okay>. Mad <laughs> Mike did pitch, I think, to Krista Joseph on the show uh, a BattleBots luch Underground crossover at the time. So <laughs> oh, <that's> incredible. <laughs> so it is in a circle. It is out in the wrestling world. Did
3: I spend a lot of time in the past week reading about all the bots in competition in this in the current <laughs> season? Yes, I did. So
1: and I went back because there's there's still a history because I remember right. McFoley hosted one of the shows and then Chris Jericho did and I feel like another wrestler might have too. Um, like these different iterations of a battle bots bot fighters kind of thing. Yeah, right? so I, I think there so... probably have been
3: like offshoots here and there, but um BattleBots was a American version of Robot Wars from the from Britain. Right. And mm-hmm. BattleBots started on Comedy Central, ran for four or five seasons, was defunct for a while, then got brought back by ABC in 2015, and then um in 2018 went over to Discovery. So, holy shit! <laughs> yeah. So, there's 11 holy seasons of shit. BattleBots. Did did we know this was happening? No, we didn't oh. know that secretly. This whole time, there's been BattleBots happening. Like legacy teams have been coming up. Celebrities have been involved in teams, even mm-hmm. like have had like exhibition matches for their bots who weren't regulation BattleBot competition. So they were only exhibition matches. Yes, that's a thing.
1: Was that the Brendan Fraser thing that he was that Mike was talking about last night? because you mentioned something about Brendan <laughs> Fraser was involved in something, couldn't make it to the team to be like the celebrity coach or something, but was texting his wife that was there I don't know. The whole I love me some Brendan <laughs> Fraser, so
3: like I I probably would have known that oh, if it had come up in my well, BattleBots research. Now we have to
1: have, co- have to have that conversation with Mike. So, um, But check the end of the show last night because he, he, I believe he mentioned it on air. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs>
3: but yeah, uh, the last two weeks where BattleBots has followed AEW Dynamite has been like the best mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i leave it aw dynamite and i'm like okay that was fun <gasps> battle bots time mm-hmm. all right what's my I, girl tantrum doing
1: i was very i was <laughs> very excited i did a um i did a uh adjunct position over at a uh then PTI uh, Pittsburgh Technical Institute now college I think um, and I stumbled on they were setting up to do their own battle bots i was <laughs> just like oh the, like this is the coolest school ever you know? like, <laughs> so... was I
3: looking up if it was possible to do a battle bots for program for my teens at the library like yes I was mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I have the like infrastructure in place but like I would absolutely kill to do like a robot wars style thing mm-hmm. for my teens <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: absolutely so um, I'm going to scan the chat room one more time and see if there's anything. That was post-show. Okay. That was on our, that was in our spaces last night. So I apologize. So you to, hold on. Is no, too. Uh, there's just a lot of commentary while we're talking about. It. Oh, I learned this week from Alex Miller uh, out in their SoCal. I've learned this week uh, the amount of drugs and alcohol Kurt Angle was putting in his, his body is, uh, uh, we are lucky that he is alive. I think he was subject of the last A&E. Uh, legends or something. Yeah, um, I learned. I didn't realize how much AEW took or uh, WWE took over A and E on Sunday nights. There's like three or four hours of programming. It's ridiculous. So well, now they
2: now they took over. Um, now, The Rock and Dark Side of the Ring are working together. It's like they're just doing documentaries
1: now yeah 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 so yeah so yeah vice has been doing wrestling stuff here and there like what they were doing um well because they had a nice show too where they were just talking about like indie wrestlers or something weren't they which one Vice. On-
3: they had are you talking about the wrestlers
1: I think it was just called The Wrestlers. Yes. Yeah,
3: so there was a series by um, Damien of the band Fucked Up where he was doing different, um, like little. By like, the way, that's doc- the
1: greatest sentence ever. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love that band. And when okay. I found out that he was a huge wrestling fan, I was like, oh, I've never this heard of it. I gotta, look, I gotta look it up. Oh, it's great. Um, They're actually in town not that long ago. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so Damien of this band, of this Canadian band, uh, this Canadian hardcore band, he is a huge wrestling fan, but he did this like limited run documentary series where he went to various. I mean, he has episodes that are about um, luchadoras. He has episodes that are specifically about um, Mia Yim and Alice Endangered, and some Women out of Shimmer. He has um, he he has all kinds of cool episodes. They're just like little mini documentaries um, about various pockets of indie wrestling. And, it's, yeah, it's called The Wrestlers. I, I'm not sure. You used to be able to watch ep- episodes on, like, Vice TV. I'm sure it's It might it's be still on Hulu around.
1: as well, because a lot of the Dark Side stuff's over there.
3: If you haven't watched the Wrestlers, please watch it. It's such a great show. It's such a great little series. And mm-hmm. um, Dark Side of the Ring will often leave you kind of, like, depressed. Yeah. But yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of The Wrestlers will leave you feeling, like, Really interested and motivated to like find more of that stuff, or you'll just see some great workers that you're familiar with, um, in like a slightly earlier version of their career because he does do like he. There's lots of guys who are this was years ago, so there's lots of guys who've blown up who were featured on that show,
1: yeah. The wrestlers is only involved uh, uh, with the live TV with uh hulu it seems so uh, yeah uh, but it but might be on the vice Vice app too. or
3: even just like check on like youtube i, yeah, I, yeah, I bet i yeah. bet at least some episodes are around yeah i think it was on vice or or ifc one of those two but it was it was definitely one of those
1: two. um i think it's listed i thought i just saw it listed as vice yeah. on here watch with live tv yeah it's it's got the vice logo on it so and yeah, they don't have the legends they don't have all this uh like the rivals and the Biography stuff from A and E on here either. Mm. So, but they do have Dark Side of the Ring, and I think they have all seasons of Dark Side of the Ring. So, I, I went back. I started watching. Um, I don't know if I finished the first season of Young Rock, but they have season two up on Hulu and Peacock, and I've been I've been digging into that a bit. And it's just really fun to see. It's really fun to see people represented on there that I've met. <laughs> <laughs> like Tony Alice is on there a lot because that was his tag partner, mm. or his dad's tag partner. Um, seeing the guy that I know becomes Batman Bigelow seeing a Jerry Lawler. It's just really interesting how they represent people on there. And also just seeing all the wrestlers, like this one episode, this last episode, like they're doing whatever. And they're like, here's Macho Man. Here's Jake with the snake, you know, in the ring doing their things as part of these montages. And I'm just like, like my childhood watching wrestling is being worked into a sitcom. <laughs> you know, it's just so weird.
3: You're getting to see this like televised version of the television you watch, watched. Right. <laughs> exactly. And that. that layer of inception (laughs) it is it is it really is
1: um uh Alex Cars, I'll reiterate yeah I learned you need a good team of support and money to run a wrestling show um and I think that is everything so they do have local battle brats there you go on your on the west coast of course on the west where? coast of course on the west, oh. coast, west coast they it. come yeah. on you guys you're, you're, with your
3: silicon valleys yes. and your like bro tech cash well, when
1: i go to the silicon valley next month i'll be looking for the battle bots i'll yeah, be at, be the hot I'll be at battle starbucks bots. saying where are your battle bots and <laughs> give me a pumpkin spice sorry i'm
3: going to be coming to you for like the hot battle bots tips for my BattleBots betting league or like start placing like under the table bets. Hey,
1: I work with a company that does <laughs> online bets for MMA. I, we can pitch this to them, by the way. BattleBots Be like, bets. Listen, I know you're dealing with this MMA thing. I know he gets betting things really hot. But saying, What do you think about the same thing for BattleBots? Slowly weaves integrated. They got this nice platform already.
3: I don't know. I think I'm gonna cut off the middleman. I'm just gonna start my own numbers game. It'll be very low key, like the old school numbers game. We're gonna run it out of my out of my house. Okay. Just stop by, (laughs) place, put your put your numbers in an envelope, your BattleBots bets, Uh, and I'll I'll pay out everyone in cash. This there's no way this fails.
1: And <laughs> if you have a gambling problem, I think I'm obligated to say to uh, you know call one eight hundred gambling, and uh, <laughs> that will help you with your problem. I think I think Is that's one eight hundred. I'm gambling? sorry, it's, it's literally it's literally something it's like that. We the, they, we legit have to have the people read it on the pay per views we do uh-huh. so with the gambling. We just had to go through this. There's like mm-hmm. a whole disclaimer process we had to go through when we're call, doing it. It call, gets complicated. It's
3: called the gambler.
1: <laughs> there's a, listen. There's between that and then one time I had to do a gun bash live stream, and we had to make sure there was a a Lost camera on on the the ball pa- the ball poppers like legally <laughs> so like logistically and i found out an hour before the show i'm just like okay let's figure it out again
3: there's so much got, we don't know who's about- got iphones <laughs> if we learned anything all of us this week it's there's so much we don't know about doing shit
1: well that's me yeah. every week. that's me every week in every show <laughs> there's like we're doing what today <laughs> all right <laughs> we'll figure it out that's that's every day of my life you know so uh, emily thank you so much it's been so much fun to have you here oh, on the show yeah. um i'm glad i'm glad the neighborhood um uh, uh treated you to some action on the way in the door oh my as goodness. you pass the police i always
2: love <laughs> i
3: always love beachview i always love coming back to beachview and it, it never fails to entertain
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure uh the riz Riz plays games oh a great glitter podcast subscribe yeah. subscribe
3: yeah, Great Glitter podcast every Tuesday. Uh, new episodes drop. Uh, you can find us on Apple or Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, we also have a Patreon at Great Glitter Pod. I I shout it out uh, mainly because we have some fun bonus content on there, and you can subscribe at the one five dollar ten dollar level. You get lots of perks, and when you do that, we put the money right back into the wrestling ecosystem. So we're not like holding on to it to like spend on our own wrestling event we are giving it to people who know what they're doing oh, that's a so. good that's a good and, idea for uh, a tier, though
1: yeah. I just, uh, <laughs> give
3: us ten thousand dollars and we will run a wrestling uh, show I,
1: I think i did i think it, it was something like if we got to like a thousand dollars a month we're gonna throw a pizza party or something for everybody which oh is gosh. hard because there's people like literally all over the country so but at that point we would definitely send, send them yeah, pizza yeah, yeah.
3: hut free personal pan pizza coupons and make your own version of Book It, mm. which everyone will be happy about. Where's <laughs> slice? Um, slice personal pizzas. Start making them slice because I don't think they do personal pan pizzas. Uh, they got
1: different sizes. They got a lot of They got, lots of they got little tiny little, little tiny. guys. They got small. So they
3: got a little pizza pie. thing I
1: learned outside of wrestling, the best Italian restaurant I've ever been to was definitely in an old pizza hut. <laughs> in, in the house, so it was <laughs> fantastic so um thank you so much everybody risk plays games at sorgatron on the twitter uh follow my adventures wherever that may lead me um so hopefully do a wrestling show just to have fun and maybe some jazz this weekend i don't know uh <laughs> that's just life right now wear
2: a hat. it's
1: the jazz I did they didn't make me mm-hmm. wear a hat last time I did jazz. Uh a show. I just last time you did jazz. <laughs> no, I, I, produced I produced the show. I you last time I did I produced the stream yeah, for a jazz show. Are you on jazz no. right now? I was in a yeah. jazz I was in a jazz band momentarily uh in high school. But um <laughs> We need to move on, so I need to close the show. Thank you so much. You can ask me about my jazz experience at Sorgatron on the Twitter. And, uh, and and if you enjoy this, please of course uh, follow our our Patreon as well. Throw a buck at her, throw a buck at us, whatever. I'm throwing a buck at them too. Uh, so uh, support. And as I used to say on the other show, we'll go this way. Please support independent wrestling and please support independent podcasts. We'll see you guys next time. Mayhem out.